welcome to the Disc Course, the podcast where, if there is a thing I remembered about the reading we did, uh, I'd say something relevant here. Um, as always, wow. I'm Holly. With me is Mark. Yellow. Uh, Julie. I would never mug a badger. Just for the record. <laughs> and Jess. Hello. Uh, as always, we are here to talk about Reaper Man. This week, we are picking up where we left off, uh, which was, oh shit, there's weird metallic noises coming from an alley somewhere. That can't be good. Mm, uh, I'm sure yeah, fine. We just, we just immediately cut to the uh, Arc Chancellor's study again. Time for Ridcully. Everyone everyone loves the Ridcully. Mm. Mm-hmm. Where's Ridcully? Yeah. Where, yeah, le- legitimately, whenever Ridcully is not on screen, I am asking, where's Ridcully? <laughs> um, but they were about to try the right of Askent uh, to summon death and ask him what the fuck is happening because right. uh, clearly this is some life energy bullshit uh, and death isn't showing up which is just great yeah mm-hmm. maybe he's just busy it's, beca- it's getting really cold and they're all like why is it so fucking cold it's never done this yeah they called tech support and got sent to a call center somewhere yeah they're on hold. There's hold yeah. like Muzak playing. There's cold music. They're they're put on cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's nothing but cold. They're put play. on cold play. <laughs> yes. Oh no. <laughs> oh, it's just the scientist over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. No one ever said it would be this hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am a yellow. <laughs> You ask desperately if you can get some different cold music, and it does switch to the the cold miser's song, yeah, uh, which is an improvement. It is an improvement, but after ten hours, it is gonna. Everyone loves Aria Speedwagon's cold as ice, but yeah. it does, you know, get a little long on the tooth at some point. Mm-hmm. God, especially because it's just the first opening lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> No need to sacrifice. Sacrifice hell. God. Why do Amazing. we know dad rock? Anyway. <laughs> I mean, here's here's some dad rock for you. I'm pretty sure that's foreigner. I don't think that's REO Speedwagon. Oh, oh, it is foreigner. You're right. Oh, Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know I, the somehow... band name. I just knew that like one. I just knew that one opening bit. Fair. Uh, I will tell you something that my dad says about Foreigner all the time is that they're probably the only band with more like best of compilations than actual albums. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, you love to see it. <laughs> you love to see it. Well, what, what, so, sometimes uh, I'm, I'm thinking of, like there's a lot of like best of albums for Queen, and I I do know that that's because they're repackaging like the best of albums of Queen are just like they're eventually going to repackage every single album that Queen has ever done because all of those songs get to go on a best of album. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, uh, instead of death, uh, one of the fucking robed figures shows up in here. It's like we are sorry for in a in a fucking fucking hitchhiker's guide ass like a. Uh, um, Magrathia, like, we apologize for the, uh, interruption in services. Yeah. A new death yeah. shall be appointed promptly. Yeah. You um, won't like him. <laughs> no, he, no. He'll, he'll be a real, a real jerk. Um, we haven't even, we don't I, even meet him this reading, but we know what he's gonna be like. Uh, well, yeah, cause, uh, our, our good Blorbo tells him that it's gonna be horrible, you know. Yeah, de- de- like, in a much later scene, death is like, how bad can you imagine 
(laughs) How bad he be? (laughs) Humans are like, I can fix him. (laughs) Oh no, I have given him, I have made him evil. Oh, whoops. I I have taken my own personal feelings about death and applied them to the new death, and now he's actively malicious. Oh, whoops. Oh, you hate to see it. Um, yeah, I love this because this is also like that kind of great disconnect from humanity stuff. Um, but it's just with that like completely cold bureaucracy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. where, you know, we apo- we apologize for the the lapse in service. Oh, I, it, what does he say? He's like rejoice. That is all. Yeah, <laughs> and leaves. <laughs> also, I love how the description is constantly. Uh, it never it, like it's never like oh the robed figure said. It's like. The words such and such had been said. Yeah, he was told X Y Z. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, the hooded figure goes away. Um, we get this very weird, like apparently typo across versions of like Delta sixty after the scene ends. Yeah, the scene ends with Delta sixty. Good grief, Good grief Delta sixty. Delta 60. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Now I'm, let me double check. I've got a fairly new printing. Now I'm curious. Did I miss that? <laughs> I do remember reading, like seeing that and being like, that's a printing error. But yeah, the wizards are all like, ah, oh, shit, there's going to be poltergeist stuff in this bitch, right. like, for a while. Until until us big, until our big, stupid human brains yes. can think up a they, new death. They do, they do mm. their group, like, talking it through, and they're like, oh no, there's going to be ghosts and shit. Oh boy. And I love that. They, the conclusion they come to is like, well, it's fine. They're, like, they're just people who are dead. They're just ordinary people, like us. And then they all just start screaming. Ah, shit! Ah, oh, fuck! Oh, no. I, I know people! <laughs> oh, no, I know those guys. They yeah. suck. Very good. They're, they're all simultaneously imagining what the average person would do if fear of death was not, like, a factor in ev- Death or injury was not a factor in, like, every single interaction in their yeah. life. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry, just real quick. Looking at my... I don't think I got the Delta misprint. Oh, so they fixed it eventually. Because <laughs> they so, fixed it after uh, this. Uh, yeah. Or maybe it's just in like American, like the Harper uh, printing. Well, because I, so I, I've I've been buying up some of the new uh, really beautifully designed hardcover. Um, oh, copies. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this um, is a fucking paperback from 2013 is one yeah. thing. So, yeah, I don't. They took out all the the soup commercials and whatnot for the fancy hardcover ones. Yeah, they've, well, they've compromised. <laughs> Very they've, they've literally, compromised no soup their artistic vision is what they've done. That, it's that true. Delta it's true. Sixty Terry was extremely Delta <laughs> The soup, the soup-tastic visions. They took out the Delta bones. Yeah, <laughs> the Delta bones. No. Uh, but yeah, so like, <clears throat> we get a bit on belief. Um, how it sloshes around. It's, it's not that. It's not. Like, people believe in things because they exist. It's things exist because people believe in them. Yeah. It's the other mm-hmm. way around. Gods, yeah. don't, gods don't watch it. Gods hate her. Local woman, Mrs. K, <laughs> discovers one weird trick. Uh-huh. It, uh-huh. It's something that Terry comes back to, especially in Hogfather, when they touch on the idea that belief is a finite resource. And if you get rid of something that has a lot of belief, it just kind of spreads out. They mm. do that in Hogfather. It's also more or less the entire, like, the entirety of Small Gods, which is maybe our favorite Discworld book. It is extremely good. Like, mm-hmm. God, Small Gods. I cannot wait for us to get Small Gods in... Um, Ten years. It's soon. Oh, it's like two no, months. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's yeah, not too yeah, long. We'll, we'll read it next year. Um, we'll, look, we'll look forward to that. 
yeah, I love like the different deaths that come up. Um, Death of Mayflies is a big old fish. Oh yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Death of I, Trees is the sound of an axe. I fucking love because it's oh, it's, it's so a creature cool. of sound. Yeah, and and I'm just like Terry. That's fucking rocks. I love it. I love it's shit so like fucking that. good. Um, ah. Uh, the death of tortoises doesn't make sense from like a um a predator of tortoises, but I love the idea <laughs> well, of just like a shell bone fucking hovercrafting <laughs> around. It's the fucking Mario enemy. It's so like that rocks. Step, like listen, listen. The death of rats is like a point is made of how it's objectively not the right shape for what it is. Why don't mm-hmm. love for the death of tortoises being equally stupid? Well, because he's out in the desert. He's not. <laughs> near the main he's, character he's of the out of the desert making fucking Jetson's car noises like <laughs> I, I kind of almost see it like a, a, an empty shell bone is something you would probably you could potentially see out in the desert uh, with tortoises right. that maybe venture out it's there a, it's a but symbol also, of tortoises being s- solitary creatures their only interactions yeah. with other tortoises is when they're mating or dead <laughs> Yeah, it's like a fucking it's it's a flying tombstone essentially. It's like that it's literally rocks. fucking skull jump scare. It's shell jump scare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, god, god. Anyway, I had something so else to say, of... but now I I can't remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> a point is made that like all of these like animal and like vegetable deaths there like form pretty quickly. Humanity's taking a while. Because we've got pretty good imaginations of what bad things can happen to us. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta get the right Skeletor sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> a the, fucking the, xylophone. A fucking... The, yeah, the new death is busy composing his skeleton music. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be woody and haunty. Like, get Tom Waits on the phone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the new, the I, new I, death is Tom Waits. <laughs> Okay, now see, I'm I'm hyped for that actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love I'm it. not gonna lie. I was immediately reminded of, uh, and this is one of those things where my brain is just uh, manga and anime poisoned. Um, uh-huh, the uh-huh. death of the death of trees being a sound of a cho- of a like wood being chopped down by an axe, uh, very much reminded me of the very cool and dope thing uh, from Chainsaw Man, where that the sound of a chainsaw is the last thing any demon hears in hell. It's like Hell that's yeah. nice. very cool. Actually, in the exact opposite direction. In the exact opposite direction, I'm now imagining um, humanity's new death being Death the Kid from Soul Eater. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. You mean the sequel to Fire Force? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the two girls in the fucking booty shorts are with him. What the fuck do you take me for? Yeah. <laughs> Wendell Poons is here at the uh, Undead Anonymous meeting. <laughs> Desperately, oh, we do get like two stupid, lines about the metallic sound. We get two lines about the metallic sounds, uh, yeah. and then the so, jangling sound. We're 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 always coming back to that. That's always happening. Yeah. The jingle jangle. We always look at that dark alley and see the horrors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dark alley is the sister of Darkians. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> the the dark alleys their, is is where the dark alleys perform. That's the, I thought I was gonna say that's their fan yeah. club. That's their first venue. That's their fan club. Yeah. The dark alleys. Ooh, fan club is a good one. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, undead anonymous, and we meet all these these sad people with 
Red Shoe being sad in a different way. Oh, <laughs> like sad yes. way. In that he's very happy. Uh, well, I'm not, okay, so. Yes. <clears throat> I want to talk about Red Shoe here. I, uh, I like Red Shoe. I'm being mean to Red Shoe, but I do like him. I, Red Shoe is very interesting. Yeah. So there's, uh, first thing here, um, as we're getting, like, the, the description of, of Red Shoe coming up to Wendell Poons and, and talking at yes. him. Giving, um, him. giving him, like, the fucking introduction speech or whatever. And also mm-hmm. play, also Talk, talking at him. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly yeah. just yeah. wanting someone to listen to him. As, as the book puts it, it's, it's not the same thing as Rid Cully, where he just doesn't stop listening after two minutes. It's the he, fact that Red providing Shoe, your half of the conversation. Yeah, he he has he's talking with himself right. genuinely. He knows what he wants to hear, and that's all he's gonna hear. He, he yeah, um, I do want to just note the line um, sporting a a glad to be gray badge. Um, that's that is that's yeah. a play on the the glad to be gay yes. badges. Uh, which I don't know. I think again, this comes back to we were talking last time. Um like about folding in those kind of like real world oppressions. I, I don't know. I find it very interesting. Yeah. Um, I think Terry uses the word bitterly when describing how red shoe talks multiple times. So I'm not bitter said red shoe bitterly with a bitter expression. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, big mood, Reg, big mood. <laughs> red shoe. Like we'll get it. Like he, it, it, it crops up through the course of like this scene he's very angry at a lot of dead people for just laying in the ground right when I they mean, could this be is, helping the cause this is your local dsa this meeting. is organizing this is your local dsa meeting yes. Yes. oh this God. is like i i get the impression this is kind of like an inside that like this is from terry who has probably been in organization spaces before yeah and like yeah here's here are the broad stereotypes of you know organizing because <laughs> I vaguely recall, um, uh, famously when Terry Pratchett was actually was diagnosed with his, uh, form of Alzheimer's, um, and he documented, like, his journey with, uh, looking, researching it, mm. go, uh, dealing with it. He started going to support groups, and he, I vaguely recall him mentioning how, and this genuinely could be me wrong and misremembering, um, he didn't really care for the idea of support groups because he's like, well, why do I want to be constantly reminded of this thing? Like, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why do I, why do I want to go somewhere and, yes, commiseration is good and feeling, like, connected and supported is good, but wouldn't I just do that with my family and friends or try and find a network and then leave the room to do right. that? Not just sit in a room and stew in it? Which is what, what comes up <laughs> here, mm-hmm. where, like, Reg introduces everyone as like, here's all these weirdos that aren't good at being their, their nor- like, they're not typical monsters, blah, blah, blah. Bring us the freaks! Right. And everyone's like, can we just, maybe can we just go to like the pub you and talk? You love the freaks! Yeah. Like, everyone, like, I forget who says it, but it's like, hey, why don't we just go down to the pub and talk? And then he's like, no way. No, they won't understand our problems. Uh, Terry said organizers are cringe. Yes. Uh, is what he said. And he's correct. <laughs> And he's right. Um, he is. He's right. Is the fun part. I um, love. Lo- so, also, this group is uh, a reverse werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, there's a reverse werewolf in here, which this is like, um, uh, when there's no dedicated queer faction in your town, so you hang out with the DSA. Yeah. 
god. Oh, uh, the fucking... The, the 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 cultural vampires, I this, guess is how you describe this, it. This well, so 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 one is a vampire, and he, his wife is just very into. She's very well. supportive, and also fetishizing him a little bit. More so, too supportive. Way. Stop, stop yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, th- th- this this is this is the white woman married to mm. uh, any Asian person and wearing a chong Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's she's. I think Terry is describing like Morticia Adams's outfit as like what she's trying to do. <laughs> I think also uh, Bride of Franken style too. A fucking Elvira looking ass, except she is not built for it. She is an um, average woman and not Elvira. Yeah, I, yeah she's, she's like dumpy, like. An accent, blah blah blah, and like, and like when she oh, she God, tells the story, like they tell oh. their story, and like you get the impression that she is like pushing him to quote-unquote act like a vampire she has wanted something interesting to happen yeah. to her for her whole goddamn life and yeah, he's just like, like this has ruined everything i used to sell fruits <sighs> and now i can't look at garlic yeah <laughs> and you know it's it's her her like appropriating his oppression to be like a fun cool quirk for her but yeah, going to yeah, the yeah. same same church for 30 years and now i can't go into the premises without turning to dust yeah <laughs> she's like he's like actually i hate this i just want to be quote-unquote normal and then she's like no but i'm loving it actually uh, terry's writing of the phonetic vampire accent gets a little much Blade, yes. um so I'm, I'm, I'm glad at parts where he drops yeah. it um <laughs> uh, if you want to read this if you want to if you want to imagine what it's like uh shove your entire fist in your mouth and then say words uh, you first get first get a cold and then do your best count chocolate impersonation. Yeah. Um, Put in your fucking night guard. Because, <laughs> like, I love it because it also does sound like someone who really is trying to put on a bad accent and they do fucking sound incomprehensible. Like, just... Yeah. It's... I, I think the... <laughs> By the time we get to the phrase three days, the way it's spelled out, T-R-E-E-D-A-C-E, <laughs> I'm like, hold... Three days. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, my God, I was staring at it, and I'm like, oh, what's Terry? What, what if? What if instead of uh doing oh that um fuck? What if instead of I'm thinking of Meet Joe Black with Brad Pitt doing that awful, awful accent in that one scene? Um, but it's more him trying to do a Transylvanian accent with the same <laughs> uh let's say success in Big Quote. Yeah. <laughs> Uh huh. We only got through two of the fucking members. <laughs> I, well, yeah. I mean, cause, okay. So the thing is, there's only three of them who matter at mm. all. Uh, but yeah. I think there's like another three. Um. So there's there's Lupine, who's the, I guess, a not. I, I don't even want to say reverse werewolf. He's a wolf that turns into a yes. man. Um, a wolf that turns into <laughs> a man wolf. Yeah. I think, like, later on, when we get, like, a major werewolf character, uh, they're just like, no, those are also just werewolves. They're just different werewolves. Well, because werewolf just means man-wolf. Were means yes. mad. Like, <laughs> where means man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this is like man-bat and man-spider. Yeah. Like, no, you fucking... Spiders no, you Philistines! <laughs> Spiders man! He's a were-spider, please! <laughs> God... Uh. Um, spiderware, spiderware, <laughs> slings a lab and doesn't care. <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. Um, I think goes to Urban out- Outfitters for us wear spiderware. <laughs> <laughs> I think Doreen, who's the 
the wife of the vampire um describes it as like his problem so like again i it's like weird how werewolves are are described as a problem um this well, is the second one the who's blood. a problem because it it's it's hereditary it's one of those mm-hmm. things and, and the way it, she phrases it is like well the problem is that it's like he goes about it backward or what like if he was a normal werewolf it would be the, fine. the other way around yeah. you see yeah he was perfectly happy being a regular guy, uh, but unfortunately, it turns out he's a vampire, and vampires have to live in shitty ass right. castles, according to his wife. So, oh, so, and have to wear evening wear all the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the the thing I love about Arthur, who's the I I don't remember his his Nosferatu joke name, um, but he it's inherits the castle. Nosferatu. It's it's, it's not, something almost like Nosferatu. Yeah, it's like it's not Nosferatu. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's joke store level ass joke, which I love. <laughs> mm. But like he he inherits this castle, and then he goes out there. It's a piece of shit building, and then like on his way home, he gets turned into a vampire. <laughs> like he dies. Going there activated oh, no. the vampire right, case. Yeah. That's like a fucking Tepix bullshit was delayed by a few days. Like, he went out to, like, see his father get put in the pyramid. Okay, goodbye. Ah, fuck, I'm a sun god now. Ah, shit. shit. Ah, damn. I mean, Lupine is also another run at, like, the Gaspode situation. Um... Right. (laughs) Yeah, because, like, he can, like, when when he's a wolf, he, like, still retains some memories of, like, what it's like to be a person. Mm -hmm. Uh, And other Mm -hmm. wolves don't like that, it it turns out. I, I... I want to talk about that scene. That scene is, like, strangely, like, very sad. Um, (laughs) Yes, it's very good, and, oh, God, it hurts. It hurts so much. It's weird how he does that scene, because it's... This character gives a very genuine monologue, and then it's just like, okay, see you later. Yeah, well, anyway, fine. Yeah, we like, I can't process that. Okay, okay, like... It's it's like any one of those times, if anyone has ever been to any sort of support group for uh, for any kind of minority... Uh, or whatever, and then you you like end up walking home with someone. You they ask you, oh, what's your experience like? And you kind of just let out a little too much because right. you're it's just like, I just need to vent. Disc- it's I... a vent channel in a Discord server. But then it's like, <laughs> but it's specifically like, oh, I have all these feelings. It's, it to me personally felt very uh, diasporic for Lupine. Mm-hmm. The fact that like I am part of this group, but I'm not because I know too much. Mm. It's the curse of knowledge, and I can't impart that onto anyone else. By the way, Window, what's it like being a zombie? And he's like, oh. Right. <laughs> it's like, well, shit. Seems pretty dope. Seems pretty dope. <laughs> I see, see you later. I'm real strong, and I can see good, and my brain's clear for the first time in 550 years. I, I shouted you for lunch last time at a really nice place, and in return, you bought me a fresco. Like, god damn it, man. Like, I'm trying yeah. to open up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I've had I've, I've had similar experiences uh, in, like, POC groups and such. <laughs> it's, the, it's the post, it's like that X-Men post. It's like, there's nothing wrong wa- with us, says the woman who can summon storms whenever she wants and is really cool. <laughs> we should not right. be made to change. Man who explodes if he ever eats a tomato. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I can definitely, like, I can definitely relate to that with, like, meeting other queer people, and then, like... Oh, yeah, it's it's a queer people thing, 100%. Also, yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely also see it as very much, I like I said, I've had these exact same experiences with other people of color in Australia, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just, it's interesting because, like, I have 
I've been the lupine a lot of times in this case of, mm-hmm. like, explaining very complicated feelings of being Chinese Australian and other people, like, oh, I've never really thought about it. And, like, god damn it, I wish I was as ignorant as you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, yeah. like I, yeah. you know, I, like, I'll, like, meet queer people and, like, they're, like, yeah, what's, like, a, what's being transgender all about? And I'm, like, oh, mm. boy, bud. You know? Oofa doofa. <laughs> Here, here, I can answer that. Anyway. Anyway. I get it in the real world context, but I just, I think it's, the way that scene plays out in this book is so, the way he does it is just so funny. Um, Wendell is, Wendell's, Wendell is playing a video game and a side character, and he's just fucking hitting A with a, oh cool, okay, yes. bye. I, <laughs> yes, it feels, yeah, it feels very a, much like, well, this is where other people like me are. I guess I'll do this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, I find it very relatable to just be like, well, if I want to interact with other people, I guess I'll, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Guess I go to go to a tiny club from people like me because no one else wants us around, huh? So, like, a, a Reg definitely 100% is we demand to be taken seriously mm-hmm. and no one else <laughs> wants that right um. he's, and he, he talks about like his plan to you know his literature that he's like you know the card that he left for window Wendell on the fucking coffin lid and blah 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 and he's like Reg he's is like, out here handing out oh, zines yeah all of the, he's like uh-huh. oh god like, these are all my like initiatives that i like this is my quote-unquote activism you know like i i am i am like capital letters building community yeah, I I love when Lupin's like, yeah, he goes stands in the graveyard and yells and he calls it consciousness yeah. racing. <laughs> but like, again, this is not like I'm not dunking on on organizers no, in this world. You know, I think it's they, fucking they, hard. They do valuable work. It's hard out there. Um, but like again, when you put it in that fantasy setting, it is so it's absurd. It's it's. Not, it's not so much sheeple as much as it is Shorpses. Like, you screaming at <laughs> Reg standing out there going, my god, I wish the, the dead would bring out themselves. Right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> dead, you have nothing to lose but your bones. I, I don't know. <laughs> dead, you have nothing to lose but the coffins that you lay in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has like his his Fucking guitar that he brings. This right. I, <laughs> oh my god, everyone hates. There's the line it. that's um, it says like a song which in various languages is common on every known world in the multiverse. It's always sung by the same people, uh, which is to say, the people who, when they grow up, will be the people next generation. We will sing. We will. We shall overcome that. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Which, um, honestly, that hooks into like the the kind of cyclical nature thing right. again. Um, of, you know, the protest generation growing up to be the fucking baby boomers, um, who hoard all the wealth now. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, that's, Uh that's another one of those, uh, Terry, you wrote it too good on that one. Terry, you made it hurt me. I don't like that. Um, Terry, hey, Terry, fuck you. (laughs) Why you gotta be like this? Um, there's also, we get introduced to, uh, Schleppel, who's the boogeyman. Who's always like in a shadow or whatever, like behind something, because he he has social anxiety. Mm-hmm. He's agoraphobic, oh, I think they say something like that. Yeah, he's <laughs> he says, "Do not perceive me." <laughs> yeah, he's a boogeyman that can't be, doesn't want to be seen to scare anyone. So he's just like under the bed or in a closet or whatever, but he never like comes out to scare anyone. 
There's a, a banshee with a speech impediment, so they just write notes to everyone. Like, oh, it's, yes. it's an island of misfit oh, toys shit. Like. I fucking, I love that banshee. His ooey-oo is on the, is on my hardback, is my hardback cover. It's so good. Oh, oh nice. He just hands you, yeah, it's a banshee who doesn't scream. Yeah. ooh yeah. And I, I love, the, I love, like, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, don't, don't eat her. If she offers you anything to eat, don't, don't take it. She's, uh, a so, ghoul. she's a ghoul. It's like, oh dear, uh, is uh, is it human flesh? No, she's just a bad cook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I love. I'm reading uh, Men in Arms and uh, just separately, and all these people reappear in like a fun cameo, and it's very oh, good. good. Oh nice. Okay. Uh, Red Shoe uh, is going to be a minor recurring character. Yeah, oh, Red Shoe's a big deal, but, like, it, even the Banshee, the Ghoul, they're all back. And it's like, yes, I missed you. <laughs> they're back All your faves are back. <laughs> Everyone is here! They're, they're back in oh, pod God. form being talked about on you know this what, podcast. God, you know what's really <laughs> fucking good is that in one book, uh, we do get to see how... Re- we get to see how Red Shoe dies. Oh, no. Like, oh. There, there's... This is... Wild bullshit, but there is a book that involves time travel. Right. No, I know exactly the book you're talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, we've we've talked about the time travel book. The, well, there's 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 two. There's a couple of, of time travel. Well, this is not the thief well, of time. Mm, this is a different Hulk. book. Because because mm, you've also got Hogfather, which has a little bit. I mean, like if you think about it. <laughs> mm. We do we do we do get to see Red Shoe as a living human man <laughs> for like oh, half God. a book. Okay. That sounds that sounds interesting. I am deeply dreading it. Uh huh. <laughs> as you should. <laughs> imagine if someone kill. Imagine if someone kill like a fucking pe- like a peasant revolter in the French Revolution. Uh, immediately got back up and kept doing it. Basically. I mean, that's exactly what I would guess happened. Is he's just as much a cringe right. organizer in life as he was in afterlife. Like. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's. Oh no! He's singing like Les Rob. <laughs> right, you know, it's, I don't know. Like, I guess his his thing is like he is build. He's like trying to like build a movement without worrying about like people's lives, basically. Mm. You know, well, like, the it's problem like, is he he wants a political movement, but he's he's accidentally created a support group who doesn't care for that. So, like, right. they're both coming for, at this from different angles. I yeah. wonder. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if this is all potentially a joke on the fact that the silent majority used to refer to dead people. Like the concept of oh, dead people. Really? God, really? I haven't heard that. Let before. me let me just confirm that really quick. Yeah, no, euphemism for the dead. <laughs> wow. Okay. Amazing. All right. Great. Funny. Very good. Very good, Terry. Okay. <laughs> then then very good, Terry. Yes. All right. Clap clap. Very good, Terry. Clap, clap, thank you, Terry. Clap, clap, claps um, for Terry. Claps for Terry. He's please clap for Terry. <laughs> please clap for Terry. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise he'll come back and destroy Jess's laptop. Oh, shh, shh. Don't tempt him. Mm. <laughs> it's always Jess's laptop. It's always his. I don't know. I don't know why he's he's coming for me. Um, uh, Poons and Lupine uh, take a walk after the meeting. Um, and uh, thwart a mugger, um, right. and and Lupine threatens him with great violence. 
He basically just gestures at Windle and goes like, my buddy there is a zombie, he'll fuck you up. And Windle's just like, Yes. Poons is like, hello there. Hello! (laughs) It's so good to be alive. Well, after a fashion. Once again, I take this too personally of, yes, sometimes, sometimes you got to pull the I know, I know Kung Fu line. Sometimes you've got to, <laughs> mm-hmm. you had to be that person in the minority group of like, okay, let's, let's use it against them. Right, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm a werewolf. Yes, I'm seven right. feet tall. Yes, I'll rip your throat out. All right. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to flip the schism back on you and. Right. God. <laughs> I do. I do like the gag here that they do. Like, um, he has like the mugger by the by, like the shirt collar, like talking on his his collar, like choking him a little bit. And mm. there's a bit where it's where the mugger says, "Like, oh, okay. he was thinking his eyes, Ike Imlets. Ike Imlets. <laughs> he just fucking can't talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very good. And also, also like Wendell's like, uh, wait, what do zombies do? And then Lufthansa's like, oh, they tear people apart, like a piece of paper. And he's like, oh, okay. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Yeah, I could, I could totally do that. Yeah, yeah. They see some uh, flagstones, uh, just kind of hover around and fall on the ground. Right. <laughs> and Wendell's like, ah, oh, that's more unexplained phenomena. That's the third time today. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The thing, something I love about. Uh, Usually there's a person throwing it on the other end. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Something I love about Wendell in this reading is, uh, like, this moment of growth where he's just like, no, yeah, I don't know what's up with that. And, like, back when I was a a stupid... The first time a wizard has ever said, I don't know nothing about this. Yeah, back back when I was a stupid academic, uh, I would have acted like a Mm McFucking-know-it-all, like the other fuckos in this book still are. I'm sure they temporarily Um... (laughs) became magnetized or whatever. <laughs> I can I can see the dean saying like they be- temporarily le- temporarily became magnetized and yeah. repelled themselves. Something something the, the disc's magical field. Something something. Well known fact. The word the words well known fact would be said. Of course, of course. Um... Even if that's more of a sergeant colon thing. <laughs> and then yeah, this is where Lupine does his his monologue about being wolf shaped and and running around in the snow with all the other wolves and you know. They can feel it, but they don't know what it is. Right. Yeah, and no, no one else in the whole world knows what that's like. And uh, right. Terry's—he comes back to many times of of someone experiencing something, and then no one else knows what that's like. Yeah, the ex- um, extreme isolation of being different. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, the being being the loneliest man in the world for various reasons. God, um, it's crushing. It's very good. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, that's also like that's that's also death. Like, <laughs> right? Yes. No one else knows what that's like. Uh, and yeah, and then of course, Wendell's like, "Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's not that bad." <laughs> and he's like, "All right, fine, I guess." <laughs> you see you around," he said, and strode off. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> see, see you later. <laughs> yeah. Um. So funny. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if it's supposed to be funny like that, but I'm just like, okay. I'm I done talking so to funny. you. Goodbye. I literally, I've reached the end of my dialogue tree. Farewell. <laughs> I have to go over there now. W- Wendell Poon's like fucking t- 
turning on like a uh, lazy Susan, just like an oblivion character. <laughs> yeah. I have to stand over here now. <laughs> yeah, I, I also get, I also get the energy of it of well, I poured my heart out and you didn't you didn't respond at all, so now I'm just gonna like go leave and be sad by myself again. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can fucking fucking Lupine says all that, and then you can just see Windlepoon's like three dots, see? like like it's like three dots moving they stop moving three dots moving again they stop moving <laughs> three dots moving again and then they stop moving and then they don't start up again and he leaves yeah. yep yep <laughs> window poons is taking is playing a telltale Red game where he responds <laughs> he, yeah window poons is playing a telltale game where he doesn't say anything yeah <laughs> Lupine will remember that. Lupine will remember that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Poons goes back to his room in the university, uh, and he's like, "All right, well, you know, I need my money." Um, and I do. I think Reg does bring up the interesting idea that uh, yeah, they'll just take your stuff when you're dead because it didn't get left to you. Like it's not yours anymore because you're dead. Like right, yeah. They'll they'll just take your stuff. Yeah, and so he he digs up his stuff out from under the floorboards. His his bag full of money. And his Back diary. Full of money. And... Diary that he wasted, does some quick math, three fifths of his money on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what the fuck is this snow globe? <laughs> He's got some snow globes and some little wheels. Uh, so just like some, some junk down there. Um... A single wheel. For sale, then... baby wheel, never rolled. <laughs> wow. Oh no. <laughs> Those poor babies and their wheels. Save the baby wheels, please. <laughs> but Sheppel's there. Hi, Sheppel. He's hiding behind his door. And he goes on and on about how it's a very nice door. It's a nice door. door. You got cozy. a coat hanger back here. Yeah. Windows. I don't think I can afford this place. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anyone how I live. Uh, don't tell God. anyone how I lurk. Yeah, Wendell like goes and looks behind the door, and he's like, "I'm under the bed now. Uh, stop, stop trying to look at me, yeah. please." He's under the bed, and Wendell's like, "Well, you can stay there if you want. Like, it's fine." And he's like, "Well, I'd rather go back to the, to the door. Can you close your eyes?" <laughs> um, and then he's like, "Wow, there's a door, there's a co- coat hook here and everything." <laughs> wow, there's these hinges are beautiful. Um, oh damn. You don't get a creak like that without effort. Very good. <laughs> just t- just time and neglect won't do it. You need to go at it with like um some fucking sand and like the hot water in the hinges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, fucking Shuffle starts explaining life force stuff to to Poons. Yeah, Shuffle just knows all this shit. And he's like, sure, why not? Yeah, and this is, the, this is the part where he's like, well, you're a wizard. Like, shouldn't you know about this? And he's like, no, I have no fucking clue, actually. I'm, like, I'm not pretending anymore. Never too old to learn. <laughs> you never stop learning. But yeah, Shuffle just explains, it's like, it's winter. Usually, like, there's not a lot of uh, life force this time of the year. So it's the ebb part of the ebb and flow. Usually get a lot of it in spring. Um, what God, with, uh, that's what causes that all, vis-a-vis the flowers uh, and uh, the young animals and whatnot. Yeah, because, re- like, I really love this, where, uh, like, all all the knowledge of, like, what is going on, none of it comes from 
the people who quote unquote possess all yeah. the knowledge. He's, in, in he's finding instead. out what's going on exclusively from talking to like quote unquote normal people, right? <laughs> Home yeah. homespun deep fried weirdo wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> here's some freak facts for ya. <laughs> here's here's some grassroots freak facts. Yeah. Only for you. Because, yeah, it's it's the undead people and Mrs. Cake know what is going on. Um, and they they are, you And know, Mrs. Cake had to ask some ghosts, so... Sure, but it's, it's like the fringes of the fringe yeah. have this information. It turns out, if you listen to the people who are in the minority, you'll find out a lot of interesting things that are very relevant. Something, something, trans, healthcare, something, something. Mm-hmm. Uh, something, something. You know. Something, something. It's everything. Yeah. So then we go to uh, uh, our good friend Bill. Um, oh yeah. Who's out here in the fields, uh, experiencing? Uh, can we? Sorry, can I mention really quick? Sure. Uh, the rooster has started co- like crowing properly, but he has dyslexia. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's still fucking it up, which is very funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He did teach, listen, he did try and teach himself to read overnight. Yeah. He's making a valiant effort. Yeah, so so he's up there on the hill, like, just experiencing the passage of time and, and the way the sun... This sucks! I should be doing something! God! Um, <laughs> I I just, I love the, the two sentences, the way you could feel time passing and carrying you with it. Um, It's really good. Yeah, you were um, constantly being pulled towards your death. <laughs> Listen, not not to be not to not to be fucking. They they might be giants like her over here, but like indeed, you're older than you've ever been, and now you're even older. Uh, fucking Bill hears that song come on the radio, and the next thing it is flying out the window. <laughs> God, yeah. I do think about like how much did Terry consider like mortality when he was just out fucking gardening in his like country home. Yeah, because probably a decent amount. Because well, also, yes, it, it does explain why he worked the way he worked. Because he would write six days he a week, two hundred words a day, basically. Like, no, 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 no. Three thousand, three thousand, three thousand words a day was his like minimum. Wait, I have yeah, two, I've heard wildly different things. That two hundred a day is heard, not that not much. Two hundred is yeah, no. a paragraph. Yeah, it no, was, like that, um, like because that, like what I, what I, I heard in the context of like someone saying, like, listen, you don't need to like self-flagellate, like you can just like, but I don't, maybe it's like an average across his whole life, except he started when he was in, I don't know, mm, I don't know. no, because I mean, uh, he, he specifically, uh, it was, I in guess a toddler post recent... lied to me. Oh, wow. Because well, this, what I'm, what I'm quoting is from his like personal assistant. He's had for he had for like the last okay. 10 then years yeah, of his life. no, definitely yours. <laughs> the then. actual person, yeah. Um, because the person who ended up uh, writing his uh, finishing Terry's autobiography, which is now his biography, which has just come out. Um, and he said like, yeah, Terry would just lock himself in his office space and just not come out for entire days. Uh, he was the sort of person who just didn't want to think about anything except the work. Right. And, uh, which really makes me wonder, like, how much he had, of course, to have considered the concept of death and why he probably came to this very lonely, sad conclusion of this character. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, Terry Pratchett was, also, was all, he was also the person who, when he found out that he was second only to Stephen King in sales. Yeah, I just looked up I, like I, I I thought about how much does Stephen King write in a day, and Google says two thousand a, a day. Mm-hmm. So um. yeah, Wait, were you saying he's only second to Stephen King in sales? Uh, no. So for, at one point, his wife uh, on like a Sunday morning when he actually took a day off read the newspaper, looked at, through the bestsellers for that period, and he was second only to Stephen King in uh, all the UK, and Terry Pratchett's fucking response was, you know, I bet he's not fucking out here fixing his daughter's bicycle in the garden. Um, no, he was out doing cocaine yeah. and destroying his family. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what Stephen <laughs> King did. Okay, there's this whole thing about this big desk that he bought. He's like, this, is just, this desk is ruining my fucking life. My writer's desk is laughing at Definitely, me. Definitely, uh, I can't remember his sister's name. It's Rob someone. I'm so bad at names. But um, he wrote an article for The Guardian recently. It's a very good read. It's also funny hearing uh, Terry Pratchett would get mad at how much money was being offered for his, his advances. Because um, he hated the idea of bidding wars for books. And he was like, no, stop offering me six figures for a single book. What the fuck are you doing? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to make th- that money back. Like, stop, please. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I've I mentioned it before, but, you know, Just King Things, they talk about this a lot. We're like, mm-hmm. I think just just before this, because we're like, we're into the 90s now, but like in, in the 80s, Stephen King accounted for 1% of all... Yes, of all words written, all, period. No, no, all, 1% of all, like, paperback book sales. Period, and, and that's that's an immense amount for one person to have yeah. done for to, to account for one percent of sales. Is now there's like a hundred writers, right? You each get a percent. <laughs> yeah, there's only like a hundred writers. How many books could um. there possibly be? Hundred. <laughs> me, me thinking about the halcyon days of the '80s before uh, uh, J.K. Rowling <laughs> definitely mm. took that spot for most books bought. Yeah, like percentage wise. No, I think that is right. Like, yeah. no one did it again until our... Again, just just go listen to Just King Things and not listen to me, like, try and vaguely remember these things. But, like, a lot of what happened in Stephen King's career did things like those huge... Not payouts, but, like, like advances. Like, he right. he changed the way the publishing got did. Yes, um, completely. It, absolutely wild. Um, anyway, Terry didn't do any of that. I'm just wondering um, if people took all the wrong lessons, like taking all the wrong lessons from Stephen King's uh, popularity, and now suddenly, for no reason, every book is set in Maine. Well, he- here's some <laughs> stats. Uh, during the '90s, uh, Terry Pratchett was uh, selling an average of three million books each year. Wow. Yeah. Um, his advances went from fifty-one thousand pounds a book to two hundred thousand pounds, and then to finally four hundred thousand pounds a book. Wow. Get that paper, Terry. Get that paper, Terry. He's like, uh, Dust hanging out in the barn, um, and Miss Flitworth uh, invites him in to hang out. Um, <laughs> awkward she's like, hangout time. Yeah. Oh, she's so <laughs> awkward about it. Well, she's, she's like, yeah, you know. She's a very lonely old lady. Oh, I lit a fire. It would be a shame to just waste it all on one person. Barely, goes barely so- worth it to light a fire with only one person all, in the house. All the fucking subtlety compl- completely wasted on Bill Dore. God. <laughs> he goes in the house, the fire's not even lit. Like, right. 
she's so sad. Oh, fuck, he came in. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I know we talked about, like, um, sad sequel to- the, the even sadder sequel to Sybil, uh, Sybil's Sad Room, but- mm, Yeah. This is the- this is the- this is the fucking extremely sad version of Nanny Ogg's, like, house. Yeah. Oh, Every yeah. surface covered in fucking bullshit, uh- and the thing is, like, all of all of the stuff in Danny Ogg's house is cheap crap uh, from, like, foreign parts. Mm-hmm. Um, all this is probably pretty expensive crap from foreign parts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Nanny Ogg's house if her entire huge family had all died. Like... Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like a mausoleum for her whole fucking family. Or, like... Yeah. It's implied that, like, her, her house is, like, the sort of center of the community, and... Then after her husband died, they all stopped coming. It's like if Nanny Ogg, like if Nanny Ogg's husband died and her whole family just fucking left, yeah, and did not yeah. come back. Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's also, um, and it's she says this when she talks about, uh, like her fiance and when he just McFucking died. Um, God, that's the saddest fucking thing ever. It's so sad. But the thing that I love, um. Is that Terry definitely read Great Expectations, uh, looked at Mrs. Havisham mm-hmm. and said, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know the reference, I'm afraid. So, uh, in, in the book Great Expectations, there is, there's a, a, I forget if she's, like, rich, but, like, she lives in a manor house. Yeah, she's rich. Um, okay. I, I, but, like, she walks around, she's, like, this old woman, she's walking around in her wedding dress, because I forget if he died or if he ran she off is, or She is the figure happened. that invented the fucking crazy woman in their wedding dress like trope yeah. like she's the origin yeah. of that yeah yeah so like her her wedding feast is on this table but it's all molded and fucked up and like she, yeah she's just this woman has wasted her life and she's a crazy old lady if i never get married that means nothing has gone wrong she is she Bitch, is you live here dedicated her life to fucking like <laughs> manipulating the fucking children into doing what she wants with her extreme wealth yeah. it's fucking insane it's yeah she's it's it's ridiculous but you know, Terry read that and was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what if she was a nice old lady? Though? You live like this? <laughs> Damn bitch, you live what, like what this? If, what if she didn't let it get to her too mm. much? <laughs> what if she was normal about it? What if it got to her, but like in not a stupid way? What if it was a normal <laughs> way? What if she just bottled all that shit up and then one day she'll die? Yeah. Like a normal so, person. I... Or one day she'll meet death. <laughs> Mm. I have, um, over the past year, I have, I can't remember if I told this story here about the fact that I've befriended a 75-year-old woman, randomly. Um, I don't think you have, but I, I've, I, know, I remember the Twitter thread, but I don't think you've mentioned it yeah. here. So, oh, yeah, so I mentioned on Twitter, that's right. Um, specifically that, uh, basically she lives across from the school I work at, and, uh, I, for the past few years, I noticed, like, oh, there's a cat out there, and that's very nice, and... I'd always pet him, then he was gone for a bit, and then I accidentally uh, stumbled across someone had picked him up, thinking he was a stray, and he was at, like, a local shelter. And then that led to this whole journey of me then uh, finally meeting his owner, who is a 75-year-old, pretty much homebound woman, and getting her cat back for her. And ever since then, I've just been visiting her since last November, like, once or twice a week after school oh, that's very and sweet we become we become very nice friends and this is 
it, this hits very close to home this whole scene of like mm-hmm. just a room like this uh my friend specifically she can't leave her room except to mm. go out to medical appointments God. and she lives with a family but you know while they care for her they have their own lives yeah mm-hmm. and they're not super well off and she just sits in either her armchair or lies in bed and watches youtube on a tv all day mm. and that's that's the life yeah. of someone who can't leave their yeah. room yeah and oh, yeah just all this stuff piles up and you start noticing all of the knickknacks and all of the memories attached to them it's like oh god <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. my um my great aunt lives in like our like historical family home in jersey here where like you know my whole family used to live like in and around there basically um, you know, my my great uncle like ran a business out of it. Blah blah blah. It was like a like a bakery or some and stuff at one point. It was like a barber shop at one point. Um, and so like it, it extremely has that energy. What like, you know, like it's literally just my great aunt that lives there now, and mm-hmm. it's like so full of like all this stuff from like our whole family and stuff. And so like now, like my grandmother lives there also with her, and my dad is like taking care of them, but. You know, it's so, like, haunting, you know? Um, yeah. Just, like, this huge house that she, like, for a long time she was living in, like, just alone. Like, it's crazy. Um, you know, you can, you can like, feel, like, that there was, like, so much there. And, like, now it's just, like, a, sh- a shadow of that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, he, he, earlier, when he talks about, you know, that room that's, like empty but used to be full of people like this is now that room full of stuff but like again all those people are are gone yeah um mm-hmm. yeah i just love just the one sentence someone had really liked making rag rugs like oh god you don't know if that was miss flipworth you don't know who that was but somebody liked somebody making made rag rugs. so many rag rugs somebody. and now they're here forever it's it's been 40 years mm. it's it's fucking sad as fuck um she also she has a bunch of um china dogs again terry uses the word china um a bunch of counterweight british, british people british people uh, be british people listen I, yeah the I fact just, that you I, all call the fact that you all like so many white people call it china is so fucking weird to me i'm sorry it's just like what why yeah, why, yeah. why use that yeah. word we have another word it's called porcelain yes exactly um, like the actual name for it. it is like a specific kind uh but i don't i don't yeah I, I don't oh, okay it, it's it so because it's it's also one of those things where like yes it is specifically that chinese uh white porcelain with blue ink yeah. uh, and dye however that was historically actually made by the fucking mongolians who combined indian blue dye with chinese porcelain wow oh. yeah wow wow yeah. so it's not even chinese <laughs> In right. a funny way. <laughs> European looking at the entirety of Central Asia. Yeah, no, I got... We know what to call this. I mean, no, to, to, no, no. Well, to be fair, to be fair, we we took it because we're like, oh, that's a pretty good invention. We're going to keep yeah. going. Mm. <laughs> the entirety of China. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did that with silk, like. God. God. Um... 
But yeah, I just every time it comes up in the book, I love just going back and reading it again. But like, you know, a brightly colored counterweight continent dog. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Edit- editor's note. <laughs> counterweight continent dog. <laughs> it smelled of long, dull afternoons. Yes. Crushing. Also, I yeah. love, um, there's the clock on the wall that looks like an owl. Um, Death gets real mad at this yep. clock. Oh, he hates this fucking clock. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I know the exact type of clock this is. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I've, I usually see them as cats, but yeah. Yeah, they're owls. No, though. owls are a big thing. I don't know why here, but so many older people I know have owl clocks here. It's really weird. Huh. I, You know, I've like seen them around, but not like, it's not like a, a staple, you know what I mean? Like, I know exactly what this is, except, like, I'm, like, when, when I'm reading this, it's, like, oh, yeah, I guess you can make one look like an owl, because my mind just immediately goes to this. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the cat where, where it's the yeah. cat. A cartoon, yeah. cartoon TikTok clock. Felix the cat looking ass. <laughs> I think it's a British thing, the more, the more I think about it. Like, I, who knows? Yeah, it's it, a very, it's, I just know it's a very Australian old person thing, because, again, my 75-year-old friend, she has a couple different owl clocks actually but yeah like death just like staring at this clock it's like stop counting out the seconds you infernal contraption (laughs) i swear to god when he's like i can't believe they invite time into their homes yeah why would you why would you want (laughs) i can't either time in front of you awful (laughs) yeah horrible you know, I like so much that he's like, "Please stop!" Like, stop the clock. And she's like, "Do I do I have to?" And he's like, "Please." But we uh we we also get Miss Flitworth's tragic backstory. Something something you know the mountains so very treacherous. But ooh, the mountains so treacherous. Well, her her so she's like, yeah, you know, my dad used to be a smuggler. Um. Yeah, right. <laughs> Guessing you were too. <laughs> my Mr. dad was a Bill smuggler. Dole. So was my husband. You know, you know how it goes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Chef, Not even husband. Yeah, no, fiancé, sorry. Yes. Oh. General transportation, yeah, yeah. Um, General transportation. You know, waste management type shit, yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> Collecting things that fell off the back of a cart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, my yes, my father also sold stolen AirPods, why do you ask? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse you, these are the genuine articles. Um, <laughs> I love how like her her fiance she's like mm, he had nice calves though mm. yeah <laughs> love those gams <laughs> Christ <laughs> and then you know he died in an avalanche the thing that hits so fucking hard for me with this it's like she says anyway some folks said he ran away to Uncle Moore Fork or somewhere but I don't think he would have done anything like that and then she just like glowers at him is like what do you think. <laughs> I think the mountains like, have yeah. been very even 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 death gets the meaning behind these words. And it's like I think the mountains can be very treacherous that time of year, Mrs. Flitworth. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Flitworth. Um at like like and so it's this whole thing of like you know she is this has like such weight on her and like this is how she like copes with it by being like choosing to believe like no, he definitely died. You know, it's so it's so much so character building. And then, yeah, she she's she's very vocal about, you know, and then when he ran away, you know, we still invited everyone down. We still had the wedding feast because not going to waste gonna... the food. Yeah. Not going to yeah. let this food go moldy over the course of years while I'm 
fucking wail about in my wedding dress. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm not even going to wear the fucking wedding dress. Why would I? Why? Why would I do that? Oh, it's in a box. I use my wedding dress to to sharpen a scythe later. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. it's like fucking. I'll, we'll talk about it when we get it. Jesus Christ. Oh boy. Yeah, I like when um when they talk about uh Binky. Um, right, he's running around as if he's he likes grass. grass before. <laughs> he likes grass. <laughs> he likes grass. <laughs> Just statement. Four twenty uh, binket. Ooh, oh my! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> God. And then, and then they sit in silence for a couple hours. Still, he's like, okay, bye. She's miserable, miserable time. She starts knitting, and then they're just sitting there in silence. This is the opposite of companionable silence. Yeah, hostile silence. Um. So then she goes to bed. So he goes back to bed, back to the barn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's unfortunately for him, there's a figure holding his fucking timer. Yeah, yeah. Bill Billdor has something of a nightmare, uh, and he mm. does not care for it one bit. His dream, his dream is the experience of the f- a figure showing up and being like, well, that was all a mistake. You're back to being deaf now. Chop, chop. And like, you know, send uh-huh. your humanity yep, very, once again. I'm, I'd be happy about this, except I'm not allowed to be happy about things. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he he's thinking, going through the process of thinking like, well, I guess I'm going back to being deaf. And like contemplating all of the Am things I sad? he's learned. No, I'm not allowed to be sad. Right. He's, con- <laughs> he's contemplating like, you know, I have learned. Uh, you know, again, I have I have learned all of this stuff, and I cannot unlearn it. Like, and I'm trying trying to pretend that I can do that. Mm-hmm. Curse of I- knowledge, yeah, Cur- truly curse of knowledge. Um, he's like, how how can they stand it? How can they, you know, be sandwiched between two cliffs of darkness? Right. How, how can they? Stand how do you alive? live knowing that you will one day die? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I I love just like the way that it moves because it is it's that like dream-like thing where he's just like uh he moves and from suddenly... place to place it's like i don't remember being here and then i woke up at home and then I... <laughs> and then I woke up at home. um <laughs> and then i woke up screaming um <laughs> which is 100 percent what happens um yeah he's he i just love that he's like because he's in the study he just like starts picking up life's timers and then it's like okay we're done <laughs> no awful horrible yeah and there's there's also the whole thing with yeah, um, I think it's really good. There's the whole thing with like uh, those feelings are Bill Dor's feelings, and Bill Dor is dead. He was he had never lived. He was his old self again, safe where there were no feelings and no regrets. Mm. Which is just heartbreaking. When he's like in the study and it's like huge, and it's like oh, but of course it looks huge to Bill Dor because uh, Bill Dor was alive, right? Bill uh, Dor of... thought in human terms. Yes. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yes no it's not big at all the thing um, he would do is keep busy throw himself into his work <laughs> so this wakes miss flitworth up when he wakes up screaming um and she's like i thought i heard something <laughs> right she has, no, a, she has a fucking definitely not. under her bed god yes yeah. hell yeah <laughs> comes out with a candle and a cutlass uh and like she's like did. what's going on she's like I-, I thought you were yelling and he's like you know, he's like, is it you? And she's like, yeah, it's, of course it's me. And he's like, she's like, are you okay? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I I just thought it was, I thought, huh? And she's like, well, I, I guess I'm going to put forward John, you fucking weirdo. 
he's he's shook he's fucking shook. he's like he's literally like uh what is it when it's night and you see things but they're not real and she's like <laughs> this is has big i'm uh, having one of those things a headache with pictures this, has big, this is big <laughs> energy idea? of uh the fucking tiktok of like the guy who's never heard music <laughs> guy, yeah. guy who has no idea what music is oh i love music is this it this is one of those things where like when you're a child this is terrifying right to you. Mm. this is why you run screaming to your older sibling or parents or who anyone who's older than you like you run through and be like i don't understand this concept yeah like yeah uh <laughs> yes i love dreaming oh, i'm awake now <laughs> like... i i saw a really heartfelt gut-wrenching uh like explanation of this or like a depiction of this i should say depiction okay. in um an anime movie called penguin highway and just there's this really quiet moment in this very strange weird funny film and it's like this little the older brother of this family he's like 10 but his younger sister like runs into the room sad at night and she is just saying mom and dad are gone mom and dad are gone and he just it clicks and he goes oh yo you had a nightmare oh my god oh okay and it's just like realizing, oh right, like we need these things explained to us, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, because that's horrifying oh. to be like a four year old waking up and genuinely believing your parents are dead or gone somehow. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So to imagine like a, an adult person, at least in Bill Dawes' sense of like, oh, I've never dreamed before. Oh shit, what the fuck, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> God, f- fucking Harry Dubois energy from Disco Elysium. Kim. Yeah. <laughs> Kim, 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 you were down a minute ago. Kim, what happened? You weren't moving, Kim. Kim, Kim, it was nighttime and I laid down and suddenly I saw you die. The... Uh... <laughs> Lieutenant, that was a dream. Yeah. <laughs> Lieutenant. Um, and I also... Like and they also mentioned like this is this is like when death comes to understand what death means for mortal beings. Yeah, he he he, like processes like suddenly like oh "Oh, shit, shit, that's what it's like to know that you're going to die. Oh fuck! (laughs) And then (laughs) ah shit, the death they're gonna make is gonna suck. Right, and 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 Miss Miss Flitworth is like, oh, you know, everyone happens to that. Just be cheerful. Like, don't worry about it. Like, keep busy. And he's like, how? how the fuck do I do that? And she's like, I don't uh, know. I'm like, trying so hard not to fucking lose it right now. Yeah, just throw yourself into your work. Can't catch me, sad thoughts. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, can't catch me, intrusive thoughts about clockwork. <laughs> hey, wait, Bill, you should go watch The Good Place. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, yeah, he's, uh... He's just like me, for real. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a little bit sad because we all know we're gonna die someday. That's mm-hmm. just life, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I love. I <laughs> love to have an existential crisis all the time, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, uh huh. Yeah, and they talk about like he was chopping wood. And it, like it was he was getting lost in it. Blah blah blah, taking his mind off of things, and he slept like. He got so tired that he didn't dream, and he didn't want to dream again. And then it said, the axe rose and fell like on the logs like clockwork. And then it just says, no, not like clockwork. Which I love. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. He's, you you, you got to get so tired that 
the existential dread can't get you. <laughs> can't God, we do also get during this scene uh, death uh, as Bildor having to kill a couple, having oh to God. actually kill things, and he's like, "Oh, I can't do this." Right? Oh no, because oh, Miss Flintworth is like pot. poisoning rats, oh. and he's like, "And also, we're gonna need mm. to eat a chicken tonight, so get chopping." Right? <laughs> he's like, "Oh, oh no!" It's like I- he like. He like breaks down. He can't. Yeah, he's he's having a hard time. Um, because again, now like because he's he, never been a murderer. Yes, he understands <laughs> like what it's like to die. You're like, you know what I mean. He understands what death means to mortal beings. Suddenly, he's like, I can't do that anymore. That's like, you know, knowing now that what it is like for you, I, that's terrifying. Well, I also like, um, whenever he's. <sighs> I forget if it's this or if it's when he does the chicken. Um, but it's like, it's the difference between like, uh, stealing and finding something. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, no, I didn't take this from you. Like, I, right. it was like that when I got here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's something so whimsical and also just very sad about him seeing like the field full of mice as ghosts, like scurry around. Right. Oh yeah. And it's like, oh man. Um. The, the thing that, like that's that's the reality of farming baby right like, that's baby yeah you know, and like, like that's the thing that's like he understands like the function of death right like as like a part of life that you just have like you can't live with and like without interacting with death at all um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know like even even if you try your best to avoid it like it is a part of being alive in every sense um yeah and the thing that fucking just no, it sounds me, fake to me what are you saying so- sounds fake to me oh yeah yeah that does sound kind of fake <laughs> i pretend i do not see it um <laughs> but so the thing that fucking is destroyed me is um which like miss flitworth is like hey do you know how to pl- pluck a chicken and he's like but we feed them uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but we feed so they're them. my friends yeah Listen, 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 I understand, I understand death, I also get very sad if I think about it for any amount of time, that's why I'm not a farmer. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. you know, and she's like, she's like, well, yeah, but like, you know, we take care of them while they're alive, and then like, when it's their time, we kill them to eat them, like, that's, that's the, the And this run. one's not laying in any, any eggs, so, you know. Right, she's like, well, it's like, you know, it hasn't been laying eggs for months, like, there's no point for us to keep it around anymore, so like. You know. Listen, we've all seen Chicken Run. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. We, that's just how it goes. Like, that's the cycle. Um, and, you know, she says, like, oh, my husband, like, or my dad. It was her dad. Her dad, yeah. right, yes. My dad used to ring their necks, but I just used the cleaver. And then Bill Dora's like, okay, I'll ring its neck. Like, I'll, I will, well, I'll do this whole stealing thing. <laughs> I'm not going to do any of that. I'm just going to steal its life force. That's my magical hum- death power. That's the most humane yeah. thing, right? You know. Oh yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah. okay, I can just do it magically and like have it be like absolutely painless. Um, and it's also also the thing that like a chicken knows that he's death because it's too stupid to like pretend that it doesn't see him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and he's like, okay, I'm just gonna like he just turns around and like behind his back like takes its soul okay, out and hands done. it back to her and she's like oh good job oh great i'm gonna go cry <laughs> yeah really <laughs> i'm just i've got oh god i'm a murderer a lot of oh god after lunch they put down the rat poison he felt like a murderer mm. terrifying you fucked up a perfectly good skeleton that's what you've done <laughs> okay it's got it's got guilt 
it's got guilt now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this is also where we get like the the formation of uh, the death of rats under the barn. Um, which I love when, you, death of rats. When y'all were talking about the death of rats, I assumed that the death of rats was a cat skeleton. Yeah, I was like, it's got a, it's, no, a, it's no, a cat. No. That's ra- the death of rats is like. Should, should I be like a lump of cheese? Hi, no, a lump of highly cheese. suspicious cheese. Highly suspicious. A small hungry no, terrier. He's like, no, this is stupid. Rats are, rats are not killed by another rat wearing a tiny robe and having a tiny scythe, but god damn it, I got it. But what if? <laughs> but it's cool, though. But what if? The, <laughs> the justification uh, is, but it's cool, though. <laughs> this is... I'm not gonna lie. When I like reading this part was a real "here comes the boy" moment of just yeah, like audience cheering, like everyone cheering. <laughs> everyone loves the death of rats. Yeah, or else, l- 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 yeah, literally everyone loves the death of rats. That is why the death keeps him around at the end of this book. After all the other deaths merge with him. Oh, oh wow! Death um. is like, except for you, you stay. <laughs> <laughs> this job is very uh, stressful. I, I love. Please, I need a friend. Um, <laughs> I, I like when, because this is after he goes into town, but like later when he sees the death of rats and he's like, I remember when you were a part of me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I, I just, I really like that. I don't know. But anyway, he, he goes into town to, to hang out with uh, everyone in town. The local yokels. Um, <clears throat> and he doesn't have to practice archery with everyone because he's really bad at it and it's funny. Um, and everyone loves him because he's bad at it. Right. Fucking Three Stooges bullshit. Like, like, like you can just, like, he, like, pulls back the string and, like, it just, like, the arrow, like, falls off of the bow. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, like, tips it back and it, like, goes around and hits someone through the hat. Yes. It's a, the line. Well, it, very specific. Go ahead, Julie. You go, Mom. I was going to say, it had never occurred to anyone that putting arrows through the hats of bystanders behind yep. him must logically take a lot more skill than merely sending them through a quite large target. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Death is doing trick shooting. Mm-hmm. So I love um, him hanging out on the on the porch here and the innkeeper's daughter comes around again. And uh, again, shout outs to Terry for like nailing what having a conversation with a child. A precocious feels little like. child. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, Skellington. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Skellington. I'm going to go almost die in a fire. Oh, God. <laughs> You're a Skellington, aren't you? I can tell because of the bones. And he's like, he's like, <laughs> I love her so much. You know, it's he's like trying to like make her have some tact. He's like, no, you're mistaken. And then like, she's like, no, but you are though. Like they turn, they turn to skeletons when they're dead. You're not supposed to walk around afterwards. And he's like, ha ha ha. Listen, listen to this. Everybody, listen to oh, this. Oh no, I uh, met my match. What a, what a, what a lark! <laughs> and definitely not true. Get a load of this kid. And it gets to the, she like keeps harping on it to the point where he's like, "If you go away, I'll give you a half a penny." And then, <laughs> and then of course, like tr- because she's a child, immediately just starts talking about her soul cake night mask. That's also a skeleton. That one was just a mask, though. That's your actual face, Mr. Skellington. <laughs> she like talks the about easiest... like her socks and this yeah. and that. And she talks the different colors. The easiest trick to getting a child to just like either listen to you or if you just want a kid to be entertained while you do nothing just ask them about them they have no other concept <laughs> they just only have, right. they only know themselves yeah. so it's like all right just there you go yeah tell me, tell me all your weird little child thoughts 
on the world. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, oh, so, boy, so, hope you're ready. I've seen, ske- <laughs> hope I've you're seen skeletons ready. and birds and things. They all fall to bits. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Devin does just fall on going like, uh-huh. uh-huh. It's like, they fall to bits because they don't have wire in them. Do you have wire in you? No. Then why aren't you falling apart? I don't know. <laughs> so you're telling me his brother's name is Papyrus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People on Telford Drew, what? <laughs> no, I do not know who Reagan from Mob Psycho 100 is. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that important? God. He won what? <laughs> God. Oh, um, God. God, I am just looking at, I'm looking, looking at the page and I see, ha, ha, ha. Will you hark at the child? Yeah. Will you hark at the child? Yeah, because he, he doesn't want like the old Won't men on the porch to hark think at about the child. <laughs> get a load of this! So, someone, someone, get this kid away! And then, <laughs> and then, blissfully only saved because she just starts talking about everything else under the sun and like completely changes topics. And yep. it's like, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the secret, baby. That's my teaching technique. <laughs> I've got toughens. Sometimes you're just like, I can't stop this. Yeah. Just I'm gonna let them go on. Mm-hmm. What's Sonic.exe? Now I know too much. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know it's Friday today? Yeah. Yes. Great. I, I found, I a, found spoon. a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. It's so good. Uh God. And so she she gets taken off to bed and Bill's like, Oh thank God. <laughs> Right, and and like you hear, I think like her mom being like, "You can't call Mister Dror that. He's just very, he's just very thin." Just because he's very thin, <laughs> like his brain actively rebelling against what his eyes are seeing. He's like, just because he's, and his brain just going a skeleton, a skeleton, a skeleton. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, My... he's very thin and uh, probably wh- sick. <laughs> what oh, I love the line. Is- um. I should think he's just about as ill as he can ever be. Yeah. <laughs> what one of my supervisors told me an amazing story of her as a kid with her very shy mother with her very shy mother on the bus and um they I guess uh this is during the time in the neighborhood when uh they were getting a lot of you know, uh let's Japanese tourists. Okay. Um you can tell where the story is going. And mm-hmm. um this very white Dutch Italian girl genuinely no like knew nothing else just pure total ignorance uh, as a child my supervisor asked her mother mom mommy what's up with their eyes and then pulled their eyes oh, back oh no the thing on no. the bus and oh, no. uh, my supervisor has no memory of this. Uh, apparently, her mom w- just was so mortified, apologized to everyone, and then immediately got off the next stop. Right, her. just, just like fucking, oh. you just fucking die. Uh, You're just like, well, that's it for me. In well, uh, and th- in turn, in turn, my supervisor, now a mom- mother of two, uh, took her kids out to like a uh, like you know little town market uh, locally, and mm-hmm. while waiting in line for something. Um, <laughs> eldest son just randomly poked a woman in the butt in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. It's so funny because like... I mean, I say I say this, I, I do have a distinct memory like as a child like at like a, like the local pizza place um, 
I don't know what compelled me to do this other than I was eight or something like that. Um, I did just, like, turn on, like, one of those soda fountains and instead of, like, you know, you, like, put the cup there and it uh-huh. fills it with soda. I just uh-huh. pressed it with my head and, like, started mm-hmm. licking the stream. Yeah! <laughs> uh, I did that life for about hacks. two seconds before my mom went, what the fuck are you doing? Animal girl behavior. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Truly, the feral child. My all children are feral. feral, Child. My my mom. My mom would normally buy me uh, peanut butter sandwiches with the crust cut off at like a local deli Uh uh, whenever walking me home as a little kid. And then one day, my older sister, who's ten years older than me, uh, walked me home, and then uh, did it buy me the sandwich, and I screamed. Mm. And threw the biggest tantrum in public. Oh. And when my sister brought this to the attention of my mom when I, we got home, my mom just went, why didn't you just buy her the sandwich? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, they're, seven, they're like a dollar. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> just like, you, you, you disrupted the, the natural order. The routine. The natural I order. I have vague recollections of this. Uh, my sister is traumatized by this and will always remind me about it. <laughs> and my mom was is always just of the opinion, like, yeah, she just should have bought you the sandwich. I don't get it. Like, <laughs> that was, that's your sister's problem. Like, <laughs> God. Bill goes back to the bar and falls asleep. Is woken up very quickly because the uh, a place is on fire. The the bar tavern in. The inn. It's on yeah. fire. Well, the inn. Well, the he, inn. Meets, he meets the death of Rats. And, and he's just, Bill, Bill's just like, not our problem. Literally, <laughs> and not first our of all, fire. Dick move. D- dick move, but uh, and also, like Miss Flitworth points out, uh, it will be. These houses are all made of thatch. They're going to mm-hmm. go up like candles. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, there's uh, big barrels of brandy, uh, and there's ominous boiling sounds beca- uh, coming from the basement of the building. Oh. Or there is no basement of the building. That's kind of the point of the thing that happens. Because mm. <laughs> brandy does not stay boiling for long. No. It starts exploding. Mm-hmm. It, it will explode. The big thing I like about this scene is, like, the part where Miss Flitworth is like, oh shit, we have to, like, get, like, try to get in there and save her. And, like, Death is like, we shouldn't do anything. Like, God, yes. You know, you, you kind of just have to let her die. Like, you know, there's no point in risking your own life, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, shut the fuck up. She slaps the shit yeah. out of him. She smacks him right uh, in the face. And she's like, how fucking dare you? Hurts, hurts her hand. Mm. He's, when he's like, maybe we let a child die, she's like, fuck you. Yeah. Important to note, important to note, it's. It's death saying that, because uh, yeah. in one of my favorite lines in the whole series, it's like, uh, death knew that, um, um, death knew that to tinker with the fate of one individual could destroy the whole world. He knew this. The knowledge was built into him. To build or, he realized, it was so much horse elbows. Yeah. Like, he's like, well, <laughs> fuck this, I'm gonna save that kid. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's, he, he has come to realize, you know, how close death and living are to all living things yeah like <laughs> the the actual living things and and their experiences and and relationships with with dying right um, and like and especially like you know from his perspective seeing like human beings be like well we're gonna risk our lives to like save this child obviously is like mm-hmm. he's just like you know blown away by how fucking like heroic that is like he's just like you can die at any moment and just like cease to be, and you're like willing to put it on the line for another person who also could die at any moment, right? A person who is supposed to die. I'm sure he knows with his magic right. death powers. He's his like, fucking shitty Nami <laughs> <laughs> powers. In <laughs> in 
in in reading this um in this reading very specifically i'm struck by how much better this is than mort yes um because <laughs> yes yeah i i'll go to bat as for mort as like the first like hey, yeah, this is a Discworld book but yeah no this is leagues the, better the, like than the character yeah. work like, is in this like arc is like fucking insane mm-hmm. it's wild like, he like ostensibly does the exact same thing as happens right. in Mort, in but Mort, except it's not for horny reasons. It's for well, it's I... it's for save the cat, save the child type reasons. Um, but like mm-hmm. in because we find out later, like he he gives his time to the child to keep her alive. Like right to make that such personal stakes for death. Whereas like in Mort, what the fuck are his fucking personal stakes? I don't give a shit. I don't. Yeah, know. gosh, like, my boss is gonna get mad at me. Yeah, Mr. No. Death, it happened again. Like, it's fine. Again. <laughs> it's, it's fine, but, like, the personal stakes are not there. Mm. Whereas, like, he's laid out the runway so well for this, for this to be, like, yeah. extremely important. I feel it very much that the life of this one person is extremely important. <laughs> Especially as well because of the fact that we've spent so long now with Bill Dor agonizing over death, and now he's like, oh, shit. Right. He, un- <laughs> he understands uh, the full weight, and he still goes ahead and, like, sacrifices everything for it. Yeah, you know? I, I just, I'm extremely struck uh, by how much better oh, you this did it good this time. You had that practice. It's, it's like, it's like equal rights going into weird systems. It's like nice practice run. Now let's do this shit. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. You know, and like it's the it's and it's like the whole thing of like he, you know, fully understands all of this and he's like actively choosing to like become human basically to like you know, mm-hmm. do this thing De- that like death become human. <laughs> yes. I was going to yeah. say disc disc become human. <laughs> yeah. Um but genuinely it's like you know, it's so much weight to it. It's so that's every. To be fair, that's every death book. I, he, yes, he keeps becoming human. And you know what? We like it every time. Yeah. Yep. Um, Listen, whomst among us does not have to continually become human? Yeah. <laughs> God. 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 Yeah. It just. It's. So yeah, he's like, okay, well. Well, I'm gonna walk into this flaming <laughs> building. Bye. Guess, guess I'll die. He says. <laughs> <laughs> walks, walks into the guess building. I will invent a new way to die. I need to get a. I need to get a um, custom coffee mug that says, "I am not become human until my first coffee." Okay? <laughs> I am not in Detroit become human until. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, it's 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 really good. <laughs> oh damn! He hey, said, we "Walked into to, the fire." We cut, back, we cut back to fun Windle adventures. It's 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 Windle adventures. It's true. It's it's Windle trying to get into the Hello, library. Librarian, <laughs> Mister Librarian, I won't hurt you. I promise. I I promise. <laughs> He's like, I need to look something up, and the librarian's like, "You're dead." <laughs> right. <laughs> you won't let me in because I'm dead. That's the sort of thing red shoes. So your library card expired. No. <laughs> This is some lifeist shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, this is vitalism think, at work. Ter- I think the I think oh, yeah, God. vitalism. There we yeah. go. I, c- I couldn't remember for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Textbook vitalism. Um. Oh, the isms. <laughs> uh, and yeah. but like, like when he can't, he, when he can't get in to look something up, uh, Schleppel's just like, we could always go to Mrs. But Cake. She's kind of weird. Uh, who, uh, to which he goes, "Who's Mrs. Cake?" Uh, and Shuffle says, "Ah." Uh, She's like a medium. 
Uh, Reg doesn't like us talking to her. Says that she takes advantage of the dead. Yeah, she exploits dead mm. people. Uh, and he's like, well, we'll go see her anyway. Also, please stop standing <laughs> behind me. I hate how this feels. <laughs> it's like, let me get a screwdriver. Let's take this door off its hinges. Let's let's do this it's shit. It's so good. <laughs> the image of fucking... And then, because the, the next scene is just Moto looking at a door going clunk. Yes. Clunk, the, clunk, the image of a door clunk. just, like, dragging along behind you under its own power is very good. Mm. It's it's his emotional support door. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, it is, in fact, the emotional support door for yeah. Schleppel. Yeah. Yeah. It's a security door. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, um, Moto has discovered a delightful little basket on wheels. Uh, mm. That is definitely, definitely not just a fucking shopping cart. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it's that ah! weird... That weird recontextualization again of... Yep. Like yeah, I guess it would be weird to see that. Yeah, like... it's a weird wheelbarrow, but it's made out of wire. Why? Why is this wheel wheelbarrow full of holes? Mm. Yeah, like what? What happened here? Did bloody stupid Johnson make this? Like, <laughs> God. Oh, we haven't even got. Oh my God, I'm so excited for us know, to get to right? bloody stupid Johnson. Oh, Fuck, oh, I love bloody so stupid Johnson. He's a char- he's a character who never actually appears, but his inventions do. And boy, howdy! Oh wow! What if you had the, what if you had the worst Frank Lloyd Wright? <laughs> literally, literally, like, what if what, what, like what Frank if Lloyd Amelia, What if what if yeah. Frank, Frank Lloyd Wright, uh, fucking Le- Leonardo, uh, like Leonard Worm and Amelia Bedelia, fucking, and the Three Stooges <laughs> all to combine their idiocy, oh, wow. slash talents. Wow! What if you had not, what if you had an architect? And city planner who couldn't read measurements correctly. God, that rules. He like like what if what if you had some what if you had someone who accidentally designed a wheel where the pie was exactly three <laughs> and it turned into a multi-dimensional <laughs> it turned into like a trans-dimensional letter sorter oh. that started bringing in letters from the future and alternate oh, dimensions. Cool. We'll that we'll we'll get to that in fucking. Uh, my favorite Discworld book, uh, going postal. But oh, <laughs> uh, what what if you what if the only good invention he ever made was the thing used to peel potatoes in the uh, unseen university's kitchen? But it was actually the thing called the nail clipper. God. Oh God! What if he made a tub that killed you if you hit the, if you hit the torpedo button? God. <laughs> well, there's a whole section on his wiki page under organs. <laughs> Oh, oh God. like musical organs. Oh, oh God. Okay. I'm like what? <laughs> God. Uh, Johnson has designed a number of monuments and landmarks, including the inch-high Colossus of Ankh or Pork, the pocket-sized uh-huh. Hanging Gardens of Ankh, and uh-huh. the minuscule Quirm Memorial. He also commissioned to construct an arch to commemorate the Battle of Crumhorn. This arch is now kept in a cardboard box. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't just go he makes b- big things really small. There's also a fucking cruet set that is used as houses, as low-rent housing. Oh. It is that entire joke of Mr. Burns. A fucking uh, old woman who lives in weight. a shoe ass. Little old lady who lives in a salt and pepper shaker. It's like the spruce moose, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, but it's specifically like the 100 gram weight hitting home. And he's like, hmm, sounded bigger when I ordered it. <laughs> uh, the amazing. Johnson exploding pagoda. <laughs> oh. <laughs> amazing. God, I love bloody stupid Johnson. Iron patio furniture that melted. <laughs> Wow. When, so when do we get to uh, any bloody stupid Johnson content? 
I don't know, but I am also reading the chiming sundial that tends to explode around noon. I think Men at Arms is, like, one of the big introductions to him, because it mentions Vetinari's uh, uh, <laughs> person, like, the palace gardens were designed by Bloody Stupid Johnson, and they make no yes, fucking sense. Yes, yes, I was just reading about that. There's a there's a trout pond that's three miles long and one inch wide. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay! Oh, I'm very excited for this. This you dude. just just, just goes from he one end to the, the other. There has to be a guy at each end to lift it up, turn it around, and place it so I can go back. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Perfect for the dieting fish. <laughs> at one point, there was an ornate fountain which, upon being turned on, did nothing but groan ominously for several minutes before firing a, a small stone cherub a thousand feet into the air. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. That rules. Oh, God. <laughs> I fucking... He's a, he's a character that exclusively exists in, like, asides and footnotes. I love him. Oh, that's so good. That rules. Oh, boy. But anyway, yeah. Um, They, they come across Lupine in, in, do, in, in dog form. He's back in dog form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, um, they're like, okay, weirdos, let's go find Mrs. Cake. Right. And we come back. We come back to to the death of rats. Who has got got all the rats who have died in this fire, in this fucking whiskey explosion? Not to like, I talk about this on like a meta level again, but no, like earlier in this book, I was talking about how how well he matched, or like not matched, but like um, contrasted the energies between like the very hectic shit that's going on in Ankhmore Park versus like. Uh, Bill Doors Western Adventure, um, and yeah. now it's uh, Bill Doors Towering Inferno, and Wendell Poons is like fairly low energy, yeah. wacky Kicking antics nice with walk. his undead friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah he he uh-huh. he flips it very nicely. Um, it's good. It's it's very good. So yeah, there's um the the roof of the inn fucking explodes. Um, and and out comes you know a skeleton man Get- with his clothes <laughs> the skeleton man. <laughs> Surely. Um, part man, part skeleton. Uh, and they're like, how'd you, how'd you survive? And he just goes, we hid in the basement. And it's like, wait, there isn't a basement. We hid yeah. in the basement. Didn't you hear him? He said he hid in the basement. <laughs> he said no pickles. Didn't you hear Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and, cause, well, because they're in Miss Flitworth's bedroom or whatever. She's like, no more questions. Get the fuck out. <laughs> like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He sends for the apothecary, the next town over, and he's like, don't bring any witches here. Witches will see no me and know no who magic. I am. <laughs> we can't do that. We need to go to an apothecary. And they'll be like, they'll be like put him in the ground harder. <laughs> <laughs> well, the wizards would. The witches probably would be like, they try to help, which is just as bad. <laughs> anyway, he explains that like, yeah, so, yeah, okay, here's the thing. I might be death. Uh... And I've been fired, so I'm alive. He he impresses upon no. her multiple times. Do not take anything out of this room. Don't don't touch right. it. Don't move anything. He's like desperately telling her this, and she's like, "What the fuck, dude? Like, why are you so freaked out?" I, wh- he's like, like, "When no, the apothecary comes care. here, don't let him take anything." She, she's like, "Why would he take anything?" He's like, "Don't let him take anything." You're right. He's freaking out. Um, he's like, she's, she's living on borrowed time. Anyway, I gotta go. After I She's borrowing crypt- it from me. I said some cryptic shit, now I'm gonna go downstairs. Bye. <laughs> I'm, I said cryptic shit, I'm gonna don't, go stop Don't open that later. one locked drawer, okay? Okay, bye. 
Right. Don't dead open inside. <laughs> Goodbye. I love this. I love this moment when he explains that she's living off of borrowed time and misfoot with us. Like, can that be done? He's like, happens every day. And I'm like, yeah. that's such a nice fucking line. Yeah. Like, can people lend to each other time? Yeah, of course. Everyone Again, does it's, it. it's that like he's seen this. Like he's seen this shit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but like he doesn't understand why you would ever do it. Um, until he does. He he doesn't have a conception of yeah. it. Uh until he, he lives it and he does it. And he's like, Oh, okay. Oh, that's oh. a that's a That's why people do things. Oh, oh that's, that's why humanity's <laughs> broken, like universally. Oh, that's we why they're like society. This. Oh god, the only thing that makes it worth oh, living is every other people. decision is like based oh. on fear of death. Got it, got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Got it. Fear based oh, community everywhere. ties. All at once. <laughs> he heads out to the fucking forge and he's starting to work on the scythe to make it, you know, a blade that can kill God. <laughs> and it's like Miss Flitworth is like, it's already sharp. And he's like, No, it could be sharper. Um <laughs> This is a bit like he's sharpening it, and like the silk dress is event- like the wedding dress. It's a hey, everyone, it's the wedding dress. It's here. Hello, hi, wedding yeah. dress. Mm-hmm. That's just a step. He like does that. It's like, yeah, it's a very nice dress. This was not enough. I'm gonna move on to spider webs now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the thing I love here is he's he's in here. He's sharpening it. Um, it's like a forge that hasn't been used in years. Right. Um, and she's like, listen, it's, it's like sharp enough. And she tries to like tap him on the shoulder and realizes that's bone. Right. She feels <laughs> it. And like the yep. illusion like breaks a little bit for her. And she's like, oh shit, it is you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, <laughs> she's like, well, saw this coming. Yeah. Um, I love the sentence. A depressed skeleton wasn't even in the top ten worst things she had seen. It's very good. <laughs> that, that whole bit actually is very good. Where it says, in seventy-five years, she had dealt with wars, famine, innumerable sick animals, a couple of epidemics, and thousands of tiny everyday tra- tragedies. Mm, Oof! Mm. Mwah, um, chef's kiss. Mwah, chef's kiss. Thank you, Terry. Um, well, yeah, because that's why she's like, well, don't just you just don't think about how you're gonna die. Just don't think about it. I do also like the quick side of how Death says, "Oh, sometimes people play games with me, um, to win back uh, their life," and she's like, "Oh, really?" And he's like, "Yes, last time someone won three streets and all the utilities." Right. <laughs> I love that they have God. Monopoly. Fucking Monopoly. Oh wait, no, they don't call it Monopoly. It's the same thing as that it's fucking Economics bullshit. Uh, mm-hmm. It was. Uh, let's see game is yeah, called exclusive possession yeah just said it yeah yeah <laughs> it's also like how he meant he brings up the note that was slipped under his door from the banshee and oh just yeah, the, yeah. It's it's so i think my time has come <laughs> yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyway he, i've given her some of my time blah 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 when it runs out she will die and i will die in a few hours but we get, we finally get the line we've been talking about when uh, he mentions how there will be a new death, and she goes, "Well, how bad that could be," and he, he just goes, "How bad? Well, he how be. terrible? How, yeah, how, how bad terrible can you imagine? Yeah, <laughs> if you were designing a death, how bad would you make him? <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, death designed by committee. He's just awful. <laughs> Everyone's fear of death combined into a being. Mm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to use an app. It's like really bad. It steals your information. God. Oh god! If death made me download an app, oh no! Uh, <laughs> death, uh. death is downloading an app 
it makes you create an account. It then makes you go to your uh, email to like and then you re- confirm like you your account. That you've been in hell for this whole time. <laughs> but then you it's... find out there's only errors on your version of the Android, and so <sighs> it's not. It's like it got taken off the iOS store one day. It's like, but it's back. It's like the updates. They are discontinued wrong. support for it. It it oh, requires God. access to my location for no reason. Yeah, it keeps asking, um. <laughs> asking me for two factor authentication. It needs to use my camera. Yeah. <laughs> what? Why? Sure. Fuck it. Let let death two make phone calls. Fuck it. <laughs> let death two make phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a shit? Oh God. Um. Yeah. So he's. Um. Yeah, Death's just like, all right. Well, she's like, well, what were you going to do? Like, what are you doing with this? I was going to yeah, fight. It's all like, I can well, do. I'm going to fight Death, I guess. I was going to fight back, I guess. <laughs> Which, like, um, He's like, it seems pretty pointless, but I guess I'm going to do it. Yeah. I, I, again, we're doing more of that, like, good, good Western stuff of, mm-hmm. like, it's it's a world. Like, his place in the world is gone. You know, he's he's now he's going to have a, a big showdown right. with it's, somebody. It's the like, irony <laughs> of, like. I found meaning in my life again, and now I'm going to like risk it all for something that mm-hmm. matters to me. I, I do also love the sharpening scene because he tries like a whetstone, a grindstone. He tries all this stuff, and then moves on to fabrics. And I like calico, the linen, hessian, uh, and then finally, then the silk with the wedding dress. But I like the implication because when he finally does sharpen it on the sunlight, on the sunrise. Yeah. He's sharpening it with things that are getting softer and also older as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. with like, the cobwebs. The yeah. idea that there is like unused time in these items, like yeah, mm, true. Yeah, 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 that's cool. I love that. I like I like the fact that like her her wedding dress been down in there for what fifty five years now. Um, it's like it's like it is like. It in 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 a lot of th- like it probably would have been like the last step in a lot of things. No, it is like not even. It is like the halfway point, honestly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I do also like the funny little aside to uh, what is most likely the lost continent with wizards who wear cobras, like in Australia, with corks around the rim. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, it's it's a weird thing to put in here. I guess I don't know um cold cats are weird listen let me tell you <laughs> sure yeah i i do just love the sentence um they surf on the boiling interface between night and day yep okay, okay terry like <laughs> <laughs> that kind of fucks so the the, the, the wizard we so we do meet the wizards with corks in their hats uh or rather it's 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 slightly retconned a little bit uh because it is implied in the last continent that Rincewind Rincewind invents that Pretty much, because oh, wow. he's oh. annoyed by flies. <laughs> yep. Do people wear those truly, like for real? Uh, like people used to, like okay. when you would have people going more into the outback. Now we have, like, you know, bug repellent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, there there is a native plant that is used as a mosquito repellent that you can, like, actually put on your head. It's very silly. It's very stupid. But it's basically, I don't know what type of plant it is, but it's some it's a type that grows um, is there a near water. Is kind of root as well? <laughs> well, no, because it's like, it grows near water, it gr- and it uh, almost looks like kind of like, oh, like a little, it looks like a little wire basket as a plant. And uh, you can, you can sip it off and just put it on your head and it does act as a natural repellent. That's cool. Um, similar to how like, 
similar to how things like rosemary um actually uh spider repellent right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. neat that's interesting damn like nature's figured out ways to get rid of bugs and keep bugs away <laughs> yeah but plants plants figured it out because they were tired of getting eaten yeah. by bugs yeah, anyway, I was just gonna say, we do we do get Australian wizards again in uh, that book, and god, I love the Australian wizards. We meet we we meet Australian Rid Cully, and he's the best man in the world. Oh, I love him. I'm interested to I'm meet. gonna be fact-checking <laughs> that book in, in ten I I'm fascinated to hear what Julie thinks yeah, about that book. <laughs> for sure. I, I, I'm looking with joy, I'm like, anticipating interesting times with joy, and I'm in no wait, I'm in, I'm anticipating the last continent with joy, and I'm anticipating interesting times with like Rodney Dangerfield shirt collar tug. Like, <laughs> Dread. Oh is is there? Well, I, I imagine so. But is okay. Is there any reference to the surfing wizards inventing UGG boots because they surf? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, now I'm disappointed, but I will continue. Oh. Wait, hold on. Can you can you say more about that? I'm not sure. I know what that has to do with surfing. Oh, so. So Ugg boots were um, the popular. So basically, Ugg boots, of course, came from Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, they're primarily our um, winter stuff. Like they're just winter slippers that we wore. But they were also they became well known uh, as part of surfer culture because um, the best time to surf is at fucking dawn. Oh uh, yeah. So oh, yeah. you oh, okay? People would be leaving when it's still dark and cold outside, and they would just wear their Uggs with them to the beach. Huh. Okay. Cool. That's interesting. Um, I will say, I'm I'm pretty sure I mentioned this before on an earlier episode. There is an extended bit that is just like a reference to like Priscilla, the adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Ooh. Ah, yes. The Hugo Weaving uh, vehicle. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, the vehicle that drives them across. And, 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 and Rinswin is, Rinswin is just like in, in like the, not van, it's a big cart because Discworld, Uh, but... (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh he's just in there. He's just in there with the drag queens. Like, oh, what lovely ladies! <laughs> They're being so helpful to me. <laughs> oh, I love that though. That kind of rocks. Yeah. Oh God! So uh, death sharpens it. He sharpens the scythe on the sunlight, and I and love it starts cutting words in half. I love the way that this this is in in the book because yeah, it's there's like. I can only imagine this is completely fucked if you're reading it online. <laughs> I, yeah, because it's it's centered and there's just huge slashes that cut the words apart, and it's so cool. Yeah. It, it's like the writing no on the snow globe. Sharpen anything on daylight. <laughs> it, you know, Terry discovered how to do this in Word one day and was like, "Oh shit, I need for this book." <laughs> yeah. Like this is. This is this is me on archive of our own figuring out how to do fancy hover footnotes using mm. HTML. Oh yeah, I love that shit. I used to do that shit all the time in high school. <laughs> I'd like put shit in my my web pages, and they were like, "Take that out." <laughs> they were like, "You don't have this to have shit, this." This shit looks like people on Tumblr not knowing like how like music works, and they're doing the take <laughs> on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a day or two. This is me discovering how to put alt text into my uh, inlined uh, webcomic images on my Bionicle forums. Yeah. So I listened to the audiobook of this when I was out walking around the other day. Um, oh, yeah. How does this go? <laughs> he So when he's reading this, he, he actually makes a sound. He does like... Like between... So oh, cool. no one can oh, sharpen. Oh, my God. It's not even like sound effects. It's like a guy going... 
Yeah, it, he just makes a sound. Fuck yeah. But yeah. I feel like there's something really cool you could have done in the edit. Like Right, you could have had it like, uh, you could have moved the audio around to like... You you could have literally had a cut. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just like a millisecond of silence between there. Are these the new audiobooks or like previous ones? No, these are the old ones. So maybe maybe the newfangled one has some some nonsense like that. Right. But yeah, the the old one with, what's his name? Because uh, uh, audiobooks, they never have sound effects because you can't do that. Like, you, who's going to put sound effects in a 10-hour recording? Mm. Um, but... Uh, Gl- glances, like- at, uh, glances at some of our friends on Audio Entropy. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. No, I guess, but I mostly mean, like, uh, for a, a sustained 10-hour audiobook, you just can't. Like, it's, sure. it's just... It's too much. Um, I don't mean, for, like, doing that like- for, for everything. I literally just mean, like, for exactly this purpose... Like no, definitely. Um, I know in the recent Discord audiobooks, uh, so they have multiple people, typically in the narrator, um, but they also have consistently cast uh Peter Serafonowitz as the voice of death, and there is actually like some fun reverb on his voice whenever mm-hmm. he comes in. Um, they do is also there sound on Bill Door. Uh, so I actually don't know. I've not listened to the aud- the new audiobook version of this, but. All of the footnotes are also voiced by Bill Nye, and for every footnote, there's a bell sound, like a little chime. Oh, okay. Which is very cute. Yeah. I is mean... there like a double bell for when there's footnotes inside of footnotes? <laughs> there probably would I be. haven't gotten into a footnote inside of a footnote yet. I'm curious now. I need to go back. <laughs> I would imagine there would have to be. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's the kind of stuff that you would do when you are audible. Um. Yes. <laughs> Well, the only my only complaint is the death of rats doesn't have a reverb behind his squeak. Oh, I oh my god! So I I I would love the idea that it doesn't squeak, but it says in death voice squeak like yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's yeah, just, no, it absolutely um, does. It's like it's an adorably high pitched version, but it does go squeak. Mm. Well, that's basically, uh, so I've got the audiobook for Hogfather, and that's what the narrator she does for Death Rats, is just, squeak! Oh. That's all, that's just, just it. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, I, when I was listening to the audiobook, I was, I was excited, like, I'm like, does he do anything? Um, and he does, he makes a noise, but I'm just like, if, had, had I been the producer of the audiobook... I would commit to doing one weird editing thing uh, yeah. on one part of this book, <laughs> and it would be this. Every Discworld book gets one weird editing thing. Well, the thing is, we, like, within the text of the book, how the the book is visually displayed to us, he hasn't done a lot of this shit yet. Like, it is literally in this book he's starting to do this with, like, the writing on the snow globe and, and this year. Um, he hasn't, like played around with the way that books are visually presented to you a lot um which i, I like i think it's there's great even, e- yeah, i think it rocks there's even more of it in this book actually than that come, god i am waiting for that bit because that <laughs> bit is really cool like if you're reading the actual book holy fuck mm. it's really it's cool. kind of ruined by this cheap printing having pages you can sort of see through a little but holy shit mm. actually i i haven't i've I've been good. I've not peeked that part. I'm gonna. Everyone keeps talking. I'm gonna quickly in the background peek at that okay. part and come coming in this book in this I've new hardback copy. I've heard that some printings accidentally put it on like the uh, the fucking right hand page, which yeah, will extremely really ruins the effect. It's, it's very funny, honestly. <laughs> very let down by the publishers once again. <laughs> they put in some fucking soup ads. And it That's them. true. They put the soup ad in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh... fucked up the page count. 
he's cutting words open uh and he's just like here we go maybe this will work that's the Um, sharpness i'm talking about (laughs) there we go that's that good shit um but uh an auditor sees this um and he's just like ah shit ah fuck right oh Um, beans (laughs) and i i love that miss flipworth is like oh i you know, fuck the feds. She's like, why didn't you just say that you were running right. from the tax man? Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the revenue. We fucking, we fucking hate the government out here. Have you? Because <laughs> yeah, this is the first time we get mention of them being the auditors in some respect. As just yeah, she's like, whoa, 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 the IRS, nah, yeah. fuck them. <laughs> like, love it. Love we used to throw the tax men in the pond. Sure, the pond's two inches deep, but it was fun. It was funny seeing their expression. She's just like, okay, well, you know, how much time do you have? And he's like, I don't know, a few hours. He'll be here tonight. She's like, okay, well, go do work because I'm paying right, you. Well, cut that. Yeah, <laughs> harvest my, my grades, please. <laughs> I, I'm paying you six pence. Um, but that's it. That was the reading for today. This is great. Yeah, I love this. good oh, fucking so book. Good. We we love a we love a death yeah. book here. Oh, really, we, we really just arresting. Like you know, like I like. I read ahead a lot in this book because I could not put it down because I was like, oh, I love this so stuff fucking girl. I'm eating. I just need to, I'm just going to keep mm-hmm. reading it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what page did you end up reading to, like, independently? I can't remember off the top because it was, like, two weeks ago or something, but I think I'm on page, like, I'm almost on page, like, 200 or, like, 170, maybe. Yeah, I I was similar. I it's It was very hard for me to put this yeah. down. I, yeah, I started, because I started, I started, like, reading it before bed and I was like, I should read something else, but I don't want to. <laughs> Mark, do we have any emails in the old inbox? Oh, okay. We have one email. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, this is from Faust. Uh, they say, uh, su- subject line, death is so autistic in this book. Um, yeah. <laughs> And it's, the body of the body of the email reads, "She's just like me for real." Heart emoji, heart emoji. This isn't substantial uh-huh. enough for an email. Maybe sorry, I used Twitter like LinkedIn. I think I spelled stuff wrong, but it's five thirty nine a.m. and I ate a weed earlier. <laughs> Bless you. Wow. Bless you and you're oh, so right. Oh God, you're so right. Thank you very much. So right. Oh man. <laughs> me looking at my favorite characters, about to hit them with the autism beam. Yeah. Mm. And the transgenderism beam. Get hit with all my beams. <laughs> so my many beam here. attacks. <laughs> God, very good email. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if listener, if you want to send us emails, you can send it to thediscoursepod at gmail dot com, uh, and tell us what you think about Death's fucking slut era or whatever. <laughs> 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 entering my slut those, those tweets that are like entering my slut era I say as I boot up Stardew Valley yeah. it's like entering my slut era I say as I work furiously to avoid thinking about oh, death oh it's uh-huh. the summer of pussy uh-huh. out death <laughs> it's hot death summer yeah god it's hot death spooky season <laughs> that's just Halloween yeah yeah happy happy spooky season everyone god I suppose, in that case, uh, Jess, where can we find what you do online? I mean, I don't really do much other than this, I guess, but you can find that at uh, beachghost.car.co. And our uh, theme music is done by Maxi Satan, and you can find her at Pastel Hand Grenade on Bandcamp. Uh, and she rocks. Oh, and the show is at uh, at the Discourse on Twitter, and I will look at that. Um, 
for all your DMs about that, how that's autistic their allotted Twitter yeah. time. <laughs> Honest to God, yeah. Um, I oh, uh, I used up all my Twitter time looking at clips of Trombone Champ. Hell yeah. Uh, the other day, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and I was like, I can't come back. I, I went and changed my timer to give myself another ten minutes to look at clips yeah. of Trombone Champ. No, that's um, good. That's like, that's like uh, we watched. We watched. Uh, we watched noble. like uh, some YouTubers playing it, like Stephen and Mal. Um, and like the first song that one of the like it was like their like first time playing it. Basically, Stephen had done like a little bit, mm-hmm. but like. <laughs> Mal on like her first actual song after the warm up went with like fucking roll out the barrels the, the beer barrel polka <laughs> oh, no. which is like a seven out of ten star difficulty within the game. God, it rules! It's Holly. It's like that time that I used up all my a lot of Twitter time looking at content about big man. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, you're having you're having the ideal Twitter experience. I think is what it sounds like. And then and then it shuts me down. And then I I have to go on my day. I'm forced to go on my day unless it is a big manta ray man uh, or trombone champ or uh, DMs to the to the Discworld Twitter account. I've I've used I've used up all my Twitter time looking at pictures of of, of squid singers kissing, oh. and I got I gotta have more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I've decided I like Cali and Shiver, uh, which is insane, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> God, that's it for me. <laughs> um, Julie, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter. I'm still in prison there, uh, <laughs> against my will. Um, I yeah, uh, uh. but anyway, you can find you can still find me there. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry that fucking the you just say the thing and you're like Ugh. Uh. <laughs> as a public school teacher I've gotten very good at uh, doing that um, <laughs> and also because of me being a public school teacher uh, my Twitter account uh, that's my main Gatsby Low L O W is locked however uh, I will try and you know sift through the awful awful ugly ugly uh, <laughs> bot follows that I get. <laughs> Uh, but you can also find me on Twitter uh, at fully underscore Julie. That's F O L Y underscore J O L Y, which is my art account. Uh, I've posted some stuff there recently, uh, including a, a real art, an actual watercolor <laughs> drawing Ooh. I did, um, along with uh, mostly miniatures. I've been chewing through uh, a lot of my stuff. By this time, you will see. My evergreen terrors, uh, Halloween necromantic horror undead football team for Blood Bowl is done. Hell yeah, very happy with, very happy with those guys. Yeah. I'm very happy with the ghost whose uh, player name is definitely going to be Guy Incognito. Hell and, uh, yeah, my werewolf, my werewolf captain Santos El Halpa. Uh, <laughs> Great, God. Oh, uh, this is this is the reason to play Blood Bowl. It's just to make stupid, stupid references. You sound like you're, you sound like you're uh, stupid. <laughs> yeah, I love this for yeah. you. Very much so. Uh, <laughs> uh, and also, you can find me on Instagram at DL Hobbies. That's where me and my husband Zach post all of our uh, miniatures as well from Warhammer. But also, uh, at the time of this recording, you can, at this point, hopefully, uh, through any of the digital storefronts, you can buy tabletop RPG books. Uh, get your hands on Eidolon, Be Your Best Self, which is a wah, 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 wah. book by our friends um, Luke and. Uh, Molly and such, who have done an amazing job at basically creating a very JoJo's Persona-esque 
uh, tabletop RPG system, which I've done art for, and I'm very proud of them and very happy with the result. Uh, Currently, it's only for this month of September that uh, you can get the book for $5 through their Patreon, but um, hopefully you can still find it uh, once it comes out officially, and I'm very excited for that. Oh, that rules. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Hell yeah. And definitely Hell still yeah. subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, they've got a great podcast with Idol on yes, Playtest. I believe. Yeah, I've been listening to that. I'm uh, I'm I'm like midway through season. How much of season two is there? Because I'm on episode thirty four of Rock. You're getting there. Uh, but I I am getting I'm getting <laughs> yeah. to the end. I'm getting there. I'm doing it. Um, God, I'm gonna be caught up probably by the end of the year. I'm assuming. Consume I think. content. Consume yeah. content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For my friends. <laughs> For my friends. <laughs> we do big, we do really big, like, tweet threads on, uh, fucking, out of, con- like, we have friend- like, friends who, like, like the tweets out of context. I'm like, I know you don't listen to these shows. <laughs> these must be absolutely <laughs> insane. Why are you liking this? Yeah. Uh, I believe I believe the Patreon is also pushing to get more subscribers right now to try to get top 1,000 podcasts by the end of the year. Um, so if you're listening to this, definitely check out the Patreon and maybe give them some money. Yeah. Me looking at this, why would anyone like who doesn't listen to Eidolon, why would anyone in their right minds uh, like the tweet, some frog-based construction happening? I mean, that's I mean, just a good, good tweet. That's just, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's just frog-based construction happening. People love frogs. Well, gonna go lay down face face down in the pool. Don't need to breathe, so I won't die. But I'll look like I'm dead. Bye. That's a mood. That's yeah. just a mood. That's yeah, just a like... mood. God, I wish that were me. <laughs> God, I love the neutral milk hotel guy. Yes. He rocks. <laughs> <laughs> all the milk, all the neutral milk hotel guys are so good. I love Saturday. Days. Are they Saturday and Sunday, or are they different days of the week? I don't remember. Um, yeah. Anyway, we love them. We love them. <laughs> Very good. He put he puts he puts paper bills into his sandwiches as lettuce. Yeah, yeah, it's good shit. Mark, where can we find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Avengerfier, A V E N G I F I E R. I am. What am I even posting about? I don't know. I just made a, a list of video games that I'm finishing. I've decided that fall is my season of finishing video games. Uh, so I'm probably going to tweet about that because I just made a big list and I'm going to start doing that. Hell yeah. Uh you can find me online uh doing stuff. Um we got we got that one we got that one podcast, uh Loop on Lottery. <laughs> um I've been bad about editing. I've been bad about putting up. I've just I feel bad about plugging things cuz I'm a bad person who doesn't upload, no, who doesn't like person, do anything and is kind of a wreck. I mean, that's a <laughs> Do you need me to kick your ass to put up another episode this week? <laughs> You might need to kick my I will ass. Kick your ass. <laughs> all right, we'll we'll Thank all. You. I will be. I will be Jess's. We'll I will be Jess's agent to kick your ass. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Anytime. Ass kicking by proxy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's that. There's one that I have been better about putting up. Uh, half Ronma therapy. Uh, which is where uh me and a bunch of friends watch Ronma one half and we talk about it. Uh, that's a good show. That's also a very bad show. Is the thing is how uh, that's anime, baby. That's anime. It, it it is. I I love Ronma one half so much, and I'm sorry I'm subjecting my girlfriend Sky to it. <laughs> she she this keeps me on asking Tokusatsu. me when does it get better, and I do the fucking. That's the fun part. It doesn't. <laughs> oh no! Yes. Someone someone please stop her. <laughs> God. 
Holly... This is like when I talk about Helsing with my partner. <laughs> yeah. There is also my Patreon, patreon.com slash hollybedelin, where I post episodes early when I can. I post... you Basically, you the big thing, you get access to my Discord channel, where if you're a patron, you get access to early works, where I post stuff like works in progress and chapters of my fanfics, uh, and you get to read them before anyone else does. Um, and yeah, give me a dollar. Get access to that. It's fun. Hell yeah. But would you like to hear what we're reading up to next week? Hell yeah. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Next week, or next time at least, we are ending on page 227 in our edition on the line he was halfway up his second row but accelerating Uh, but that will be next time on the discourse see you in a few hours and a hundred years goodbye bye later bye I've just been putting the recordings in like an envelope and putting them in the letterbox. Yeah. I don't know where they go. Like, <laughs> like, fucking, like a fucking etching recording or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. My, my yeah, wax, yeah. Uh, wax yes. cil- Wait, no. Wax cylinders were three minutes long. You put um, 180 separate wax cylinders. 100 wax cylinders. Yeah. <laughs> oh, listen. So, okay. So, Sh- imagine, from imagine a white machine gun, but us- for a player piano. <laughs> Attention everyone, there will be a slight delay on this episode. I haven't received the wax cylinders yet. <laughs>